This week on the Banffcast, you're awfully pretty for a podcast. Wanna integrate? One cop, we're maniacs. All right, welcome to the Banffcast. Hey! Banffcast! Banffcast! Episode 391. Mm, so many numbers getting up there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm Harlow. I'm Mackie. I'm BJ. I'm Chuck. And what we do each and every episode of this here Banffcast is we go and we watch ourselves a quote-unquote bad movie, come in here and talk about it for the first half. Then we rate them. Good bad movies, enjoyable bad movies. They get one of five jocks and robot jocks. Yes, that is correct. I like robot, robot jocks. is great. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, there are bad bad movies. And stay away. They get a negative sliding scale one of five bags after huge flaming piles of trash. Yes. Refuse. Yes. Yeah. Dumpster Eggs. fire. Stinky eggs. Just damp grossness. Mm-hmm. Think of the worst bag of something that you could think of. Right. And that's what we think yeah. of these movies that we get bags. <laughs> yeah. The worst bag. <laughs> yep. Whatever that is yeah. to you. Uh-huh. It's probably pretty bad. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we're just, we're still not really following any kind of theme. We're just doing our own thing, but we are, however, kind of following up something we began a long time ago and mm-hmm. we are covering Maniac Cop 2. Right. This is the one people said we should watch. And we did. But yeah. We, first we had to watch it, the first one. It almost you know, made it into to. 1990 year. Yes. But we however, the first one. Yeah. We so needed we, to know. Yes. The Maniac Cop mythos. Sure. Although, BJ was not here for Maniac Cop. No, I was not, so, so I am totally lost. But so I you think can he... now give us the perspective of a Maniac Cop newbie. Yeah, if we, we, if we had just watched this cold in 1990 year, that will be your experience. Correct. This year. Yes. Yes. So now we have the best of both worlds. We do. But in case you don't know anything about Maniac Cop 1, this movie opens with a little bit of it. Like, hard cut, boom, like, here's the ending of Maniac Cop 1, yeah, essentially. For... The last three to five minutes of Maniac Cop yeah. 1. So I got caught up. Yeah. Pretty much. Because we were all like, man, I don't remember anything about Maniac Cop. And then the movie was like, here you go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which, by the way, we've got to say, we got this on Blu-ray. I, I don't know whose handiwork this is. Mm-hmm. But um, not only did they do a 7.1 DTS mix, yep. along with 5.1 Dolby, it has D-Box support. Yes, it does. D-box. I mean, D-box. I'm just saying, that that's kind of crazy for a movie of this caliber. I mean, I know it doesn't take much. It's just like, rumble now. Do this rumble now. Well, but still, it seemed ridiculous at the start. I don't know if it seems so ridiculous now that we've seen it. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, sure, true. Mm-hmm. But anyway, it's just saying it's a it's a hell of a Blu-ray for a hell of a movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also quite good looking. Yeah. Yes, it's a nice transfer. <laughs> yeah. It is. But I mean, it's uh, same director's back. Um, mm-hmm. pretty much the cast is back. The surviving cast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Larry Cohen wrote it again. Mm-hmm. Uh, Robert DeVee joins our, our, our gang this time. Yes, welcome as, back. As does uh, Banffcast's own Claudia Christian. Yeah. Robert DeVee also. Uh, also, yes, true. I didn't yeah. mean to not claim Showgirls, Robert Action Jackson, and Trax. Don't forget Trax. Trax is always Doesn't important. he die because of a fart? Yes. Trax. Yes, he uh, that does. Is, that is correct. <laughs> a distinguished part of Robert DeVee's career. What he'll be known for. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Bruce Campbell and uh, uh, Lorene Landon yeah. are, yep. are back. We like her. Yeah. Big fan. <laughs> Big fan. <laughs> sure. So, I mean, I've had nothing but kind things to say. You've been about. very nice I on the official s- podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. That explains a lot. Yeah. And of course, the titular 
I, I almost said hero of the movie, but anti-hero, anti-hero of the movie. Robert Zadar, mm-hmm. his eighth Bamf cast appearance. Damn son, from Cherry Two Thousand, Killing American Style, The Final Sanction, Dragon Fight, Bad Trip, Samurai Cop, and of course Maniac Cop. Of course, mm-hmm. of course. Yeah, yeah, and we we've got some other people we'll we'll kind of touch on that show sure. up along the way, but they do. You know, that's that's the primary cast that we're that we're dealing with here. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, all same. Same crew, same people. They're all they're all back. At least the ones that survived. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and as we said, it opens with the end of the last one. And as we kind of, I believe, when we were talking about the first one, you know, Bruce Campbell stood accused of all these things because nobody could believe that this dead cop could come back and commit all these yeah. murders. And so, van crashes and they can't find the body. It's like, oh, he's free, is he? Because huh <laughs> like it was kind of like oh yay ish yeah. because yeah. like what what would clear his name when they don't have a body and you know so we kind of start there but it, it's just kind of yeah. like understood of like yeah we're pretty sure you didn't do this it was somebody else but he must have floated down river but we believe you that there's somebody else here mm-hmm. yeah so and you guys are back on the force ex- get, get back out there except you got to go talk to not really a shrink but like a police psychologist yeah. yes yeah who is Claudia Christian? It's and like the lady that follows Mel Gibson around in mm-hmm. Lethal Weapon. Yeah, yeah, yes. not, not except qu- not played for laughs this time. No, <laughs> no. But yeah, I mean they're they're understandably kind of messed up, uh, especially especially Teresa. Um, yeah, she's not having it. No, well, she's just like I. You don't believe me, therefore I will not just go along with this and get back on the force. Yeah, yeah. Bruce she's Campbell's kind of like, cracked. Just yeah, just go with it. Like Bruce Campbell's like. Come on, just let's just do our jobs. It's over. Yeah, and he's basically like, I need the job. Yeah. I don't have a job. It's if- like, I've been cleared, and this is my job, so mm-hmm. let's just do that. Mm-hmm. Forget all about that maniac cop stuff. And yeah. She's like, hell no, I will not. Nah. He's not dead. Yeah. He can't be dead. They never found a body. She's right. She is, but criminal psychologist lady's like, boy, I can't put her back out there. Yeah. That's nope. <laughs> she's not towing the party line yeah. so she's got to go yep yep meanwhile uh, yeah meanwhile um a man falls out of a window <laughs> <laughs> does yes. he fall out of a window or is he thrown out of a window not exactly <sighs> sure but he it's a dude who falls out of a second story window onto the top of a, a box truck man what a fucking stunt and rolls off onto the ground you're like well that guy's dead but then he just <laughs> gives up like i'm fine and then from off camera, blam! Like, like immediately, like we're like, oh, like, that guy's dead. And then he's like, oh, it just shakes it yeah, off and stands up, and then blam! It's like, well, what a roller coaster! Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the man holding the gun who has just shot him is Robert DeVee. Mm-hmm. And the other cops come around the corner and go, oh man, we were covering the other entrance. What are you doing back here? And he's like, I knew you were covering that one. Yeah, that's why I came around here. Mm-hmm. Uh, nobody, nobody mentions through this entire movie, and we didn't really talk about it during the movie but robert davy has a massive hand cannon of a gun he does oh, yeah, yeah it's like an 88 magnum <laughs> it shoots through school schools <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah but however the cops say he did not kill that man no no and they no, run over somehow, somehow. <laughs> despite the man being tossed out of a third story window landing on a bus rolling off of that onto the ground standing up and promptly getting shot by an enormous gun. An yeah. Enormous gun. Yeah, the roller coaster ride continues. Yeah. You know, just when you think it's over. His story is going to go on forever. <laughs> yeah. I hope that guy comes back and is thrown through right. some more windows right. onto other vehicles. Yes. 
Yeah, um, but that none of that matters. It's no, just it's Robert, really. It's just but like, it's Robert V has to go see the criminal psychologist later really, because yeah. he shot someone. He shot someone. Um, and, and he's immediately like, I don't, I don't like shrinks. He's like, I'm not a shrink. I'm actually a cop. And he's like, yeah, whatever. And mm-hmm. and then he's like, just check whatever boxes you got. Yeah, check. Have, have I been here long enough? Okay, cool. I'm good. Bye. And then she's like, you had a partner, right? And he's like, eh, son of a bitch. <laughs> Yeah. Well, all this like first thing he does when he walks in the office is light up a cigarette and then goes, do you mind if I smoke? She goes, yes, actually, I do. Yeah. And he looks around. There's nothing like not even a coffee cup to put it out. <laughs> he spends about 20 seconds trying to figure out how to put the cigarette. And out. then he just licks his fingers and goes, puts it out. Yeah. But yes, he's he's about to walk out of her office and is like, she's like, you had a partner. He's like, ah, son of a bitch. There was also a scene in a uh, convenience store mm, mm. that I think was pr- pretty it's, much the first scene. Was that did that come after this or yeah after the after the whole intro? Yes. Okay. The first scene is a crazy guy robbing a convenience store. Yeah. And, and he makes the dude keep scratching off lottery tickets, and the dudes hit the silent alarm, mm-hmm. and the cops are on their way. However, the cop who gets there first is our best friend, the maniac cop. Yeah. Yes, not only he was scratching tickets, but actually came across a $5,000 winner. And the guy's like, you won. You don't have to shoot me. You, you won. Look, $5,000. Just walk out of the store. You got $5,000. Take it somewhere. Mm-hmm. And the guy does start to leave. Yeah, he's and like, then oh, maniac cop busts in the door. And yeah. is like, no, no, no. He, he just shows up in the frozen there. food section. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's just there. Yeah, he's just ah, standing that, yeah, in front of the right, freezer. Because right, he's right, in the back right. of the store. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And the guy shoots at him and blows out all of the frozen foods behind Robert yep, Zadar. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. But he just and that's kinda, where all that's where all that smoke came from. Yes, was yes. from the freezer section. <laughs> right. mm-hmm. Yeah, because it just, just follows him down the aisle. <laughs> yeah, but he just grabs the gun from that guy, knocks him down, mm-hmm. and then the guy behind the counter is like five thousand bucks, and that and you're busting that guy. It's my lucky day. All that, even though you can't cash tickets you bought from your own place because you can't do that. It doesn't work that way. Well, maybe but in anyway. New York mm. in the nineteen ninety. Before, Maybe before computers. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> anyway, yeah, that guy's like, Ooh, yeah, hooray. And then maniac cop just shoots him in the chest. Yep. The convenience store guy. Yeah. The convenience store guy. And then hands the gun to crazy guy. Yes. Who has gotten up from being knocked out. Basically. Mm-hmm. Well, he kind of picks him up. He's like, shake it off yeah. and mm-hmm. walk out. Go about your business. Yep. And he leaves. And then the crazy cops guy show up immediately afterwards. Yeah. And crazy guy walks out front. And it's just, it's one of those situations where they're all just screaming at him to put the gun down. He's like, yeah, but... I didn't do it. You guys shot the dude. (laughs) Those guys did it. Yeah. And then, holy fuck, man, they unload hundreds of bullets into this guy. Yes. Classic NYPD. (laughs) Just, everyone gets a shot about 75 times. Yes. To the point where it (laughs) propels him into the air and defenestrates him through a window, the top half of the window, Mm -hmm. over a counter, into the convenience store yeah yeah we get a shot annihilate of the, we get a shot of the blood coming down the lottery ticket sitting there almost get covered in blood mm-hmm. and i think that's when we cut to the guy just randomly falling out of the window yes so yes. if you're keeping count if you don't count the flashback into the first movie yep. we've already had two defenestrations in like the first five minutes yes like two quality mm-hmm. ones yes and and a, a stunt fall onto a vehicle yes so yeah. <laughs> you know we're fans of people going through windows mm-hmm. we are this movie has delivers it. <laughs> it has it in spades man it, yes. it just it it does <laughs> wow uh there's another thing we like mm-hmm. christmas sure maniac yes. cop 2 yes. is a christmas movie you guys officially a christmas <laughs> yeah. well, two is a christmas and movie. We, we were introduced to the fact by they sh- they before he goes in to see the shrink that's where we see a shot of uh police headquarters yeah and the bells are playing uh the fuck were they playing uh, uh 
Mm-hmm. It's a Christmas song. Yes, whatever. they are. The bells are like, playing a Christmas song. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, I should remember what it was. Christmas in Sarajevo. That's probably what it was. Oh. Yeah. And they're decorating. <laughs> yes. Holiday in Cambodia. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. So, that one from Trans-Siberian <laughs> Orchestra. Mm-hmm. So anyway, that's another thing we like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Christmas. But anyway, Robert DeVee talking to the shrink, not quite shrink lady, but. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. it's like, you have a partner. And he's like, ah, I don't like to talk about that. Mm-hmm. And she's like, yeah, someone talked about her coming to see me. That wouldn't have been you, would it? And he's well, like, well, and he commits committed suicide yeah, that he's, weekend. He's like, he talked to him coming out, come talk to me on Friday and he committed suicide that Monday. So mm-hmm. he's like, oh, no, that that it was he, like that Friday yeah. that oh, he okay. committed suicide. I knew found he did because I found him on Monday. Yeah. yeah. And I'm done talking to you. Right. Mm-hmm. And I appreciate that. Like, he gets angry and storms out the office and she goes, please don't slam the. And stops. Yes. Unlike almost every other movie where someone will slam a door mm-hmm. and they just go door, door. to nobody in the room. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Just it's a little touch. Maniac cop. Realism. <laughs> Absolutely. 100% realism. <laughs> so realistic, you guys. Yeah. Super real. <laughs> um, uh, Bruce Campbell goes to get a newspaper because mm-hmm. he's on the He's cover. cleared. And it's like hero cop cleared. Yeah, yeah. He, yeah, he's ready to play ball. I'll sign whatever. I'll, mm-hmm. I'll go talk to her and maybe talk her into the same thing. But mm-hmm. so he's immediately hero cop, mm-hmm. save the day, and yep. goes to buy 12 copies of it at his local newspaper stand run by a blind man. Mm-hmm. Seems like a poor business choice for this man. It is shown to be a extremely honest business because there's a scene later where he is working where people are just coming right up. The newspaper cannot be kept in stock. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Remember that time yeah. before the internet? <laughs> Whew. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so he goes and, you know, talks to that guy for a little bit and mm-hmm. gets his papers. Guy's like, oh, a hero. I- I'm glad you're here. Can't wait to see you again. Yeah. And you see shots of a cop walking down the sidewalk, mm-hmm. uh, twirling his baton mm-hmm. and making a really pronounced whoosh, whoosh noise every yeah. time he does it. Well, and it's also giving us the, uh, the uh, whistle theme for yes. him. Yeah, which will has... be the Maniac Cop theme is the <laughs> the love theme from yeah. Maniac Cop. Yeah, it's like the Hunger Games theme. Mm-hmm. The... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, your rule of the day. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, and then at one point, he unsheathes the baton, and inside the baton is a mini saber. Mm-hmm. Which it's I like... believe he had in the first one, too, if I'm not mistaken. I don't but... remember. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so that's out, and he's just walking down the street <laughs> with this mm-hmm. saber out. And uh, all of a sudden... Uh, Bruce Campbell's like, I'm going to check out me in the paper and pulls it up in front of his face and then knife like through the front of the paper. And then the paper yep. comes down and it's through his neck. Mm-hmm. And the newspaper guy's like, wait, what? what's the matter? What happened? <laughs> mm-hmm. And there's just some odd fondling. Yeah. And, and he puts his hand on he, on Maniac Cop's hand. Yeah. And then it's gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then they just go to the morgue. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> gratuitous dead nudity yes yeah there's a topless dead lady and cops are just like Ugh. i mean it's, well, it's, they're it's talking also, about it's a stripper yeah i was gonna say it's also ex- exposition that's true yeah i guess that's yeah. good job guys putting that in there earlier um yeah because they're like yeah it's like the fifth sixth yeah stripper that's we found dead you know we might have a pattern here mm-hmm. and immediately you're like oh maniac yeah. cops doing something weird yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah he is mm-hmm. well but, besides killing bruce campbell right then, you know but yeah on the next slab over is dead bruce campbell yeah and they they cart in teresa who's just yeah. identifying the body and <laughs> runs out and... robert v has has been commissioned to he's been wired to bother her 
to find out who did it in something that seems super important that they never talk about again. It seems like I, her superiors are like, Robert DeVee, you got to stay on her and press her harder. We got to find out who well, did it. You kind of find out sort of why. I know, but, later, it's just, but it just seems like they went through this this gigantic ruse to do this. And then it's just like immediately just like, because what basically happens is, is that the previous cast is replaced by the new cast. Mm-hmm. And once that happens, the previous cast is never mentioned again. Mm-hmm. They are just completely yeah. written out. Which, from my understanding, if I remember something about this movie properly, it was that they didn't have enough money for both Robert DeVee and Bruce Campbell. And so they said goodbye to Bruce Campbell because they mm-hmm. thought Robert DeVee was now going to be a bigger star. Hmm. That's why he's not in the whole movie. Yeah. So, Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. They basically, with Bruce Campbell dead, they're like, well, man, somebody's out to get him. You know, and, and her, like, after when they... You know, they have her, her, she has a role freak out when Robert DeVee is trying to question her, but he's also like telling the commissioner it's bullshit. Yeah. So, you know, they move on from that and then the commissioner's like, well, you know, we just didn't want her talking to the, to the papers. We know she's not a suspect. Sure. Whatever. But then they go to, um, then it basically the psychologist is like, goes to her house and is like, oh, she's the one we need to talk to. Yeah. And she's like packing. Yeah. She's and like, I'm out of here. Yeah. She, <laughs> I've had enough of this. <laughs> Maniac she's cop's the, coming. She's the smart one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah. She's like, you don't get it. That guy's, he's alive. He's coming to get me and I'm leaving right now. Mm -hmm. And she's paranoid and just constantly like looking over her shoulder and, and yeah. And Claudia Christian's just like, it's fine. It's, there's nothing going to happen. And she's like, listen, lady, (laughs) I've seen some shit. Yeah. I've shot him before and he blinked at me. I was in Maniac Cop one. Right. (laughs) Where were you? I was in the shit. (laughs) You were not. But they get in the cab outside. Oh, and just the most New York cab they could possibly get in. Mm-hmm. Well, and she's and, <laughs> driven by a newsie. Yeah, and he's <laughs> this guy is just like I'm. But we could take a shortcut here. She's like, no, stick to the main roads. Yeah. and she keeps looking behind him. And Claudia Christian's like, man, you just need to relax. There's nothing bad happening. And she's like, oh yeah, there is. Mm-hmm. And of course he's like, well, I'm taking this side road back here. <laughs> and so and she all the shows out. are getting out. Yeah, she's she's freaking out more. And then, of course, he starts getting a flat tire and he's like, well, I got to stop and fix this flat tire. I'm not messing up my car. Not even for a cop. Yeah, it's it's a strange sound effect they went with because it, it sounds like you ran over like a conga drum. It does. Yeah. Like, <laughs> the car doesn't shimmy or anything. Yeah. It's just you start hearing that noise and it's like, who's playing that? <laughs> who's playing the conga drums? Uh, but yeah, eventually he's just like, ah, whatever. I'm going to get out and check it. Mm-hmm. And so he does. And it's like, yeah, oh boy, it's flat. Gee whiz. And mm-hmm. and she gets out of the car and is like, you got to hurry two, this up. It's two flat tires, though. That's true. Yeah. yeah. It ends up being two flat tires. Mm-hmm. Both both the tires. Doesn't on the really matter side. at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, probably a spike strip. Maybe. Of course, there is a police car coming around the corner behind mm-hmm. them. And they're just like in the darkest alley possible fixing this thing. Yes, they have pulled over into just the, well, the fix not it, city. Fixing. I mean, they, they basically have like, they, they pull over long enough for him to go, ah, what the hell? Because <laughs> they're like, just keep driving. And he's like, on the rims, this is my cab. Yeah, Fuck you, yeah. ladies. Um, and they're, yeah. they flash the badge. He's like, I don't give a shit who you are. It's like, this is my cab. And, yeah. But there was a scene where he goes around the back to open up the trunk to get the spare or whatever. <laughs> We're just expecting. Yeah, this movie, you just like. <laughs> maniac cop to pop out <laughs> He is trunk. somehow going to come out of the trunk, but no. no it's just, it's he's, not he's rolling up and, and, um, Teresa's basically just like, nope, I see a cop car, fuck this, and mm-hmm. runs to the car and just, he's like, hey, stealing my car, and starts driving off on the rims, to which the cabbie's just yelling at them, how dare you, never give rise to a cop, and then mm-hmm. gets 
run, run over. over yeah. yeah. <laughs> Man, runs him the fuck over. Yeah. And then we get a, uh, an extremely uh, volatile car chase. Like, escalates out of nowhere. <laughs> they're, yeah. They're immediately just dueling, going down the street. Well, th- they can't be going too fast no. because they're driving, on, they're driving on two rims. So, I mean, yeah. you know, it's... And sparks are flying oh, everywhere. Yeah, they are. Yeah. They end up... I don't go- know how they controlled that car. It okay. because there, there are been, a lot there of scenes extra on, wheels under it or something. There it, had to have. Been. It looked like there was a little tiny tire around the rims, and they were just producing the sparks to mask oh. it. But it was still pretty impressive. And then, like, they go up on the sidewalks mm-hmm. and are just—I I don't even know how they got a permit for this. They are smashing the fuck out of everything on these sidewalks. Well, it's mm-hmm. all garbage, but they're they're right up against all the steps yes. of like the brownstones or like whatever. Like the things I think that it was you just would run set. into in, yeah. in GTA and immediately bring you to a dead stop. It, right? it might have um, that part might have been a set. Yeah. I mean, there's I think that might have been New like York backdrops, classic yeah. New York set, maybe. Yeah. But man, they they fuck up some sidewalks. It was Sesame Street. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they end up. Yeah, they end up going down the sidewalk. They end up just barreling through shit mm-hmm. until finally he kind of just pushes them into a parked car. Yeah. yeah, there's a station wagon that's yeah. just kind of jutted out into the street and they crash into that. Um, and she gets out and is just like, and he's right there. Like she gets out and it's like, oh no. And then Samurai, or well, she, Samurai. she gets out and immediately has a gun and is like, <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, I'm going yeah. to take care of this. It's like you were driving this whole time and didn't, didn't say, hey, I have a gun, right. shoot. You mm-hmm. know, but I guess she, you know, Teresa knows it's not going to do anything except it's her last, res- last resort. And, um, she puts, Claudia, what's Claudia Christian's name? It's like Susan yeah. is like in the back, just like still got like, oh, I got and the door won't yeah. open, yeah. of course, mm-hmm. but she puts six in the middle of his chest and he doesn't even from flinch. like six inches too, like, yeah, point blank range. And he picks her up and chucks her through a plate glass window. Yes. Like mm-hmm. just a storefront window like across the street. Yes. That's three. <laughs> yep. Yeah. <laughs> Which she's pretty tough because mm-hmm. she gets up and dusts herself off well yeah she's, well while well, he goes got, back to the car yeah and Clyde christian can't get out the one side so he just rips the door off basically mm-hmm. yanks her out drags her over to another parked car which he punches the window out of mm-hmm. and then immediately handcuffs her to the steering wheel yep Puts the car, I guess, in drive. Neutral. Yeah. Neutral. Neutral, yeah. but apparently this is like the furthest downhill ever. Yeah. And they were at the highest point of New York. And, and now- pushes the car off <laughs> yes. with her hanging out the side of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But just as he does this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because the, the store that um, that Teresa got defenestrated into happened to be a hardware store. And she looks over. There's a helpful hardware man with a chainsaw <laughs> display there. and There is. Yeah. And so Which she apparently was already gassed up. Yeah, she's ready to go. She, she, you know, they keep all the display chainsaws gassed up, right? Oh, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. yeah, you just never you know. Never when. know when you'll need one. It's yeah. a rule. Yeah, there could be maniac cops or gremlins. Mm-hmm. You just you don't know these things because maniac cop turns around and she's like ah, and then you know starts to chainsaw his hand. <laughs> he just reaches out, when, and yeah, grabs the thing and it stops yes. dead. And he's like ha ha, yoink, and throws yep. that thing away, and then starts strangling her, and then just snaps her neck. Mm-hmm. Yep. So we've Friday the 13th part two yes, this one at the this point. Original cast gone. Because it's probably 15 minutes in, maybe 20. Maybe it's 20. not much time. Yeah, it's about all. 20 minutes in. Yeah. But holy shit. Meanwhile, they cut from, oh, that cast member is dead to this fucking car that that what's her face is is handcuffed to just careening out of control and just launching through the air. One yes, of those classic <laughs> like car chase jumps. Yeah, yeah. But, but it's already like two minutes into the car chase. Yeah, but literally on the in side. midair is yeah. when they jump back. <laughs> yeah. And she's hanging off the side of this car. 
in well, midair. Something, something is hanging off the side of that car. Yeah. Man, so I thought I thought this was like they were gonna finish the finish the jump and it was just going to be a mangled corpse or something. But nope. No. She's no. still she's, hanging on when the car hits the ground. And still trying to steer the car. Yeah. And this goes on for about two minutes of trying to control the car, trying to get into the car, avoiding every other driver and, in New York and who is some poor stunt person just getting like yeah. tossed through rails and just all sorts of crap. So <laughs> she's still trying to steer this thing. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. Somehow, she, uh, she's like, losing well, grip of the steering wheel. Eventually, yeah. she decides she has to climb in. Eventually, which, which probably should have happened sooner. Yes. Okay. Like you guys say that, but it cannot be easy. No. To, I like, mean, yeah, if you're one right, arm climb in. Well, if you're yes. one arm well, climb in, arm. Like if she'd been handcuffed left arm, it would have been a lot harder to hold onto the car. But right hand, you've got to like dislocate your shoulder practically and come around. Plus, you know, you know plus the fact that she's on the outside of a moving car that is careening down a hill. Yeah. Like, I I give her plenty of credit for yeah. A, not dying, and B, <laughs> trying and pl- real hard. And plus, you know, this was a shitty old car that had the um, parking brake on the, near the pedals, you know, so yeah, it's so not you like you could even do that Reach either. in and grab yeah, that, yeah. yeah. But she does eventually get in and suddenly is worse at steering yes. the car. <laughs> Immediately. Immediately. Because, like, she just creens off into, like, a dock area well, and somewhere. And well, just... well, because, like, the second she is, like, I'm in the car in driving position, she is going head on towards right. traffic at this point. Every like while she's been hanging out of the car, creening out of control, every opposite driver coming down the road has been just wailing on the horn like, get the fuck in the car, lady. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's New York. That's not how you drive. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hitchhikers, am I right? <laughs> Won't take no for an answer. <laughs> but yeah, so she just fucks up the car. Mm-hmm. And uh and and then as she's like, as the car's upside down, her bloody head is hanging out. Like she's alive, but mm-hmm. like her, you know, they yeah. they just show her head hanging out the car, and then a white gloved hand comes up, mm-hmm. and we're like, oh, you got to be fucking kidding me! Yeah. And then it's it's just a helpful cop, a lady, cop. a non maniacal cop <laughs> yeah. has shown up. Hey, how'd you get handcuffed to the yeah. steering wheel? <laughs> we're maniacal. gonna radio in for yeah. a hacksaw. You just sit tight. Yeah, we don't have handcuff keys or nothing. <laughs> You know, <laughs> cutbacks in the department and all that. But uh, Robert Davi will be along in a second, and uh, he's pretty cool. He's got a hat. <laughs> aren't, aren't real handcuffs, though, like, keyed individually, though? Like Cop handcuffs are no, all have universal? basically the yeah, same Okay. Key, yeah. Totally. I don't know. I thought that was just like a personal, you know. Oh, no. They don't have the money for that. No. That's crazy. They just no, use zip ties these speci- days. So yeah. there are specific police handcuff keys, and they actually, like, you'll notice they carry... Like one in their like in their shirt because mm-hmm. it's easier to do that than fiddle with a bunch of keys. Sure, it's like a, it's like on a stick. Yeah. Oh, on a stick. Yeah. On a stick. Yeah. Hmm. But she goes to the hospital where she's there for like five minutes because Robert DeVee shows up and is just like, "Hey, kid, <laughs> what 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 happened to you? Did things happen?" And she's like, "Yeah, I gotta go. I gotta. I need to be on television." Which I thought she was just like she hit her head and was delusional. Yeah, but no, but no, she she, she well, actually no, needed to be on television. because blonde girl was going to be on TV. Oh, that's what oh, that's, oh, that's okay. that was the whole point of her taking a cab somewhere. Is she was going to be on TV, I think, and then I thought it was leave, just get the fuck out of town. No, you know, she said, yeah, "I'm okay, going to go okay. be on TV," I and, that, and then uh, yeah. Claudia Christian said, "Okay, well, I'll go with you." Okay, okay, yeah. Well, so she had to get to um, some public access. Now that she's seen Maniac Cop, she's yeah. like, oh, okay, I fucking believe yeah. you. I'm in it. Blow well, the lid off this. Yeah. She has to go into like the, the worst set decorated uh, 
expose show ever because <laughs> it's got a goddamn like electric high voltage, chair. Yeah, high, yeah. high voltage thing. Yeah. I mean, is but that what it was supposed to be? It was, a volt, uh, it was an electric chair. Yeah, okay. I, I, I thought that was just like our electrical boxes. Oh, no. It was, you, it was you can't con Con Edison. You yeah. remember that was the sign off? Uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Because you'll get the fucking electric chair. It's the level of, you know, shake the crime stick. I mean, it's right. that kind of bullshit. <laughs> what? <laughs> Mr. Show Choke. But yeah. it's just dumb public access, like crime bad. Rrr, let's talk about it. Yeah. But so, it's, it's hosted yeah. by Charles Napier. Yes, Charles Napier. Another, another Bay of Castle. In a million times movies. movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and you know he's he's talking to uh, Michael Lerner, who's the the new police captain or chief or commissioner yeah. or whatever. And he's just like, yeah. So we got this guy out killing strippers. That's real bad. And we're telling all the ladies. Yeah. Why didn't you tell people about it? It's like, oh, we were trying to give him fame, and then he's like, oh, but we got a gotcha guest, and yeah. that's when they yeah, they just cut oh, and no, she's sitting the, there. The the we're trying not to give him fame oh. was after. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, after she revealed, yeah, she yeah. brings yeah. in as like. Because she ostensibly the was there to town. talk about this serial killer that's right. going around. And she's like, yeah, well, let's talk about the maniac cop. He's not dead. Yeah. And I've seen him. Michael Lerner's like, whoa, hold on. No, we're not. That's not a thing. No, it's, it's, it's a copycat. It's yeah, not. It's just, no, nah, the, just let's not talk about it. And, and they're like, well, if it's copycat. And then, well, she throws back like, well, why didn't you tell the public about it? He's like, eh, we didn't want to give him fame. Yeah, yeah. that's it. Yeah. You know, yeah. He's, what he wants. these copycats want fame. So we we're just trying to do that. We just die out and then we'll yeah, get him. That's the ticket. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And so the the host guy is just like you know well we're gonna we're getting you criminals look mm-hmm. out yeah. yeah and uh, and we see this on a TV which you know yeah. as as happens in movies the bartender conveniently shuts off the TV as oh, soon as, soon as the, the program's over. over shut yeah. that shit off yep <laughs> and we're showing a bushy bearded man <laughs> bushy beard watching big bushy beard <laughs> yeah big bushy bearded man watching it on TV going, mm-hmm. hmm. yeah very interested in it yes. Yeah. It's Leo Rossi in the role of Nick Fo- Mick Foley. Yes. <laughs> right. Yeah. And uh, he just he's in a strip club and he just goes back to watching strippers strip. Mm-hmm. Until one that I guess he really likes. Yeah. Catches his eye and he goes and sits at the side and, Which, you uh, know, pulls out a fat Jackson. Look, I'm, I'm not I'm not saying that Gross. strip club announcers are, are honest people. Uh-huh. But this guy introduces her to the stage of like, first time she's ever danced in New York. We yeah. just found her. We find the best people and all uh-huh. this. Later on the road, she's like, I recognize them from you know, yeah. regulars and it's stuff like, well, how do you know the regulars now? Like, what? The guy's yeah. a liar. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but, I know. But he also... He's a hype man in yes. the strip club. Yeah, but he He's also a shitty hype man, and by the way. Her name is Cheryl. Cheryl. <laughs> Stripper strip name of Cheryl. Cheryl. <laughs> and the music in this strip club is like... I, I don't know. It's like a... Yeah. It's not quite a smooth jazz track, but... <laughs> Yeah. The music they were I using mean, for the first set of girls is the same music they used for the second yeah. set of girls. And but, let's face it, Pour Some Sugar on Me was out by then. Right. Yeah, that's true. Why were they not playing Pour Some Sugar on Me? That's the only song that you strip to. Also, yes. also Motley Crue's Girls, Girls, Girls. Yes. Yeah. Sure. But Any of those. I will that. say yeah. this club isn't very clever. It's just called like <laughs> Club 69. It is. Oh, nice. I get it. Nice. So it's like they're probably not putting a lot of thought into it. I things. guess not. So, But anyway, she's... She's dancing around in a bikini. He holds up a 20. Well, she starts out wearing... <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> wearing the, a, the, wearing the jort strings. <laughs> yeah. A jean string. That's a, one, I think that's called a J string. <laughs> at one time, these were 
some form of genes mom genes that have been mom ass genes reduced to the bare minimum possible of just a button and pockets <laughs> which she takes off and you're like yeah so because <laughs> mm. she's got she's actually got more coverage on the bikini she's wearing underneath it's yes. it's it's a weird stitch mm-hmm. friends yeah but yeah leah rossi flashes hey i got 20 dollars, and she's like target and then you know she Yes, she waggles her hooters at him. <laughs> I mean, that was the targeting, the targeting sound, not the, not the hooter waggling. This sound. is a classy place, sure Chuck. I'm not sure you waggle ever... hooters. Yeah, she shakes her tits in his face. Okay, yeah. come on, Jeez, keep Chuck, it classy. Also, this is a gentleman's club, Chuck. Act also, like a gentleman. Also, my I'm, God, I'm not sure if you've ever heard hooters waggling, but they don't go. <laughs> they don't. No. Oh. That they made like little well, they went, magic like, pixie sounds. Jangling tassels on. Oh. Maybe if they have bells or yeah. something. Oh, all right. Jingling, I should do some yes. bells. <laughs> it, is, it is Christmas So if she goes all. around to the other part of the house, you can figure out where she right. is, right? Yes, exactly. So you don't lose the stripper. Carla's <laughs> moving around again. <laughs> or Cheryl, sorry. Cheryl. I, get, Cheryl. I get my stripper names mixed up. Pray. Cheryl. Pray for Cheryl. Yeah, pray for Cheryl. So yeah. anyway, yes, yeah. she is now a target of... Crazy guy. Yeah, because yeah. she's gone back home and she's calling her mom saying, oh, I got the, the I'm rooming with some girls from the secretary's pool. Well, yeah. also, I mean, the second you see Leo Rossi, you're like, oh, it's a misdirection. Mania cop mm-hmm. isn't killing the strippers. It's this guy. Because, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, you just you look at him. It's like a bouncer should go. You're a serial killer, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You should not be here, yeah. sir. <laughs> I mean, we like money and all, but yeah. you got too much going on in the face there. <laughs> brother. <laughs> You yeah. gotta move along. This man does not look kind. <laughs> no. nah. He does not look like nah. a gentleman. No, I got you. No. So anyway, so she's at, at home on the phone with her mom, hangs up, and then someone comes to the door and is like, "Candy Graham," <laughs> pretty much. Uh, but also trying to open the door. Yeah, ma'am, I'm just a dolphin. <laughs> He's like, no, let me in. Yeah. She's like, no, you need to go away. And mm-hmm. so he starts shaking the door violently, and she calls downstairs and says, call the police. There's someone trying to break in. Apparently, she doesn't have her own phone line, I, so no, she can't just no, I think this a, was a hotel, like a, a weekly hotel place. Yeah. place. The yeah. line probably goes straight to the Who front knows? desk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the front desk, whoever way, it is, is arguing like, with her. like, no, I don't need to send anybody yeah. out there. She's like, holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just go away. Yeah. No. And he, the knocking stops, and she's like, okay. She grabs her participation trophy off of her nightstand and is like, Literally uh, cops, just a trophy yeah. from her knife stand. Uh, uh, cops are on their way. She needed a you should stand. probably mm-hmm. get out of here. Mm-hmm. And um, and he, then Leo Rossi defenses through the window. Yeah, yeah. That's well, well, he four? just busts through the door. No, not the yeah, door. No, no, he comes through the window. Fire escape. Oh, window. that's he right. Comes he comes through, through the window. window. Yeah, yeah, he's snuck in the other. He way. came that's, in through the bedroom window. Yes, that's four. That's right. And uh, he just goes into, "Hey, I'm I'm crazy man. Give me some candy." Yeah. Yes. Um, crazy murder strippers. Yeah. He's like, you shouldn't be dancing. You should be on Broadway. I'm gonna teach you a lesson. You're a whore, and I'm gonna fix it. Yeah, yeah. it's your, death. It's, yeah. I mean, it, it is your cookie cutter serial killer. Like murdering's okay as long as you kill all the hookers. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> they don't oh, okay. have a soul. So yeah. Yeah. you're yes. the prettiest hooker that I've ever Sorry, killed. Sorry, strippers. Yes. We don't know. We don't know what her extracurricular activity is. But yes. Yeah. But then, mom's apple pie, Fourth of July. <laughs> Maniac cop explodes the door. Yes. <laughs> yes. And she's like, oh, thank God. And then looks at him and is like, oh, dear God, no. Yeah. <laughs> and Maniac and Cop is just like, well, starts I'm just, strangling her. I'm going to kill you now. Uh, and that's when two uniform cops have shown up. With and they, Billy clubs. Yes. And they get chucked into each corner of the oh, room. Yeah. The high corner of each room. Like right. they are lifted up and thrown upwards. 
<laughs> and how does this? How does this? Uh, like they, they, they basically, just, they just leave out the window. Yeah, they both climb out the window. This psycho yeah. and mm-hmm. and maniac cop. He's like, come with me, maniac. And cop. they just kind of leave. Mm-hmm. I think maniac cops like get out, sort of gestures yeah. out the window. Well, he actually, I think, does he like clear the rest of the broken glass and is like, uh, yeah, he clears yeah, the rest of the window like, out of the yeah, way. Yeah. Yeah. But they just Batman up the buildings until they get to wherever they, they just. They're going up and up, and they're on a roof, and they have a little chat, and then... And this guy can't stop talking to Maniac Cop. He's just like, oh, wow, you're my new friend. That's great. Let's go to my place, and we'll hang out, and I got records, yeah. and we'll oh, listen you're, to him. Yeah, the guy like, on the TV that they were talking about, and <laughs> yeah. you know why you're so famous? Because you got that uniform. It's a gimmick, man. Woo! I gotta yeah. get me one of those. Yeah. And they're, like, walking across the bridge. You're on page one. I need to be... I'm, like, on page seven. I need to be on page one, too. <laughs> they just go back to his place, which hang is... Hang out for a while. Oh, I mean, they, yeah. they, but the... We can't understate the fact that like, he is just talking because like they're walking yeah, uh, oh, yeah. they're on the, the footpath of the Brooklyn Bridge, you know, out of Manhattan, mm-hmm. just like still going, just like, man, it's gonna be great. You're gonna get to my place and everything, you know, like I'm not gay, but you can like stay with me. So, like, <laughs> oh yeah. He does yeah, throw, yeah. he does throw out the no yeah, homo. He, yeah, he does. Hashtag no homo. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, but you can but stay with me and my I'll just teach you things. Records we can play. Yeah. yeah. You know, we can I got play my murders. I mean, I'd braid your hair, but I don't think you really have any because it's all like burned off and shit. But it'll be fun. You know stories. You're my best friend. You sign sign my yearbook. Right, so, right, in, right in the crack. Uh, and this is like this is so bizarre because like yeah. <laughs> from the start of the Maniac Cop series, like he's basically attempted to kill everyone he's come in contact. Yeah, with. he mm-hmm. no no with no remorse. mercy either way. Yeah, like, like it's just if you're in his path, he's going to murder you. Yep. This is like a character befriending Jason in Friday the Thirteenth, and Jason being like, "Yeah, okay, I'll I'll do this for a little while. This will be fun." Yeah, I, I mean, he did have that person in the first one who was kind of like directing him to the people to kill. Yeah, that, but then didn't he end up killing him? Probably, I'm, I believe, now. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah, but you know, from that point, it's just like he's he's been a murder machine. Yeah, we know now that Maniac Cop has or Maniac Cop has a reason for this. He does, but even that is mm. uh, iffy. Yeah, but like he just sits down in a chair in this dude's house, this this weird apartment this that is, he's in. Yeah, like his basement apartment. Yeah, thing. and is just like listening to him talk and he just keeps talking and talking and yeah talking. and he knows that this guy's a serial killer yeah like he, this he guy knows is everything about talking him. about like he's got the polaroids of the women up on the wall and mm-hmm. he's like yeah and i they they're famous in my book now you know and just acting all crazy and mm-hmm. me and cop's like all right yeah, yeah. And he's like D- this is a chill dude can you write let me get you a yeah. pen and paper i know you write your name down. what's your name yeah and he just goes cordell yeah that's the only line robert Zadar says in the entire movie mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, Cordell. That's what the lady on the TV said. Yeah, that is your I, name. I should have known that. But then again, I'm a psycho killer. Yeah. Guess could say. <laughs> and then he's just like, man, what's your story? Tell me your story. And it just zooms in on Maniac mm-hmm. Cop. And then it just cuts to the flashback from the first film. Yeah, where he gets attacked in the prison shower yeah. and they cut up his face and. And then come back and the <laughs> Leo Rossi does not acknowledge that he's just been told the flashback, but mm-hmm. it seems like, okay, now he understands, mm-hmm. but they, yeah. he's like, I'm going to bed. I got to get some sleep for murdering tomorrow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, he starts, he's been drinking. I think he mm-hmm. drinks yeah. himself to sleep. Maybe he does, yeah. but yeah, like you do. Yeah. And meanwhile, uh, Claudia Christian has decided she needs to brush up on her gun skills <laughs> because, you know, there's a maniac cop out there. There sure. is. Yeah. And she needs to. You know, she needs to know how to fire a gun. So, and even though she's got her arm in a sling, which that's how they caught, or well, yeah, she's got her arm in a sling. I'll have your arm and, in a sling. Yeah, yeah. And so she practices, and and then like the, is it the 
chief or who it's is just it? The range officer. Yeah, the <laughs> range officer is just a complete dick to her. Yeah, he's like, well, keep practicing. Maybe in a year you might hit something. Yeah, yeah. I'll just tell everybody yeah, the one in the in the sling is your good arm, and yeah. that's why you suck so much. Yeah, God, you're right, terrible. Have a good night. Get the hell out. <laughs> yeah, but then she ends up going with Robert Davi because they talk to the girl who was attacked. The yeah, night they're, they're back in the interrogation room, yeah. and she's. She also went uh, at some point and talked to the uh, the blind newsstand guy yes. because he tells his little story about how he got blinded in World War II by a German grenade going off near him, which caught like killed ma- everybody in the foxhole. made him go blind, and all of his all of his comrades fell on top of him and froze to death, keeping him alive. Mm-hmm. He's like, as soon as I touched his hand, I was flashback right then. I didn't think I'd ever feel the icy touch of a dead man like that again. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. gotta go. Bye. <laughs> I, I didn't know where that was going. I thought like that dude was gonna have the sight, you know, and just like touch <laughs> me cop and suddenly knows like his whole like yeah. story. But yeah, that was a better direction. We to call go. it the shitting. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So you don't want to get sued. Yeah. They uh, they just they start staking out strip clubs. Well, well, they talk to her and they and and Claudia Christians just like. This is going to sound weird, but what does his hand feel like? Yeah. She's like, it was ice cold. <laughs> like a shark's eyes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and uh, so they go and stake out a... Uh, they, I, I believe this is the first club they go to. It is. Because, like, the one guy, the the captain guy, is just fucking stoked. Well, I think they, they took her to her strip club. Maybe. Because they're like, well, he, is he a regular? It looks like the same yeah. club. Yeah. And... Uh, She's looking around. She's like, no, nope, he's, not, he's here. Not, not here. I, I see a him. lot of regulars. Yeah, again, but, like I said, that's the part. Yeah. It's like, I recognize a lot of these guys, but it's not him. And then he's just like. Well, he comes out from the behind the yeah. you know, VIP. champagne room curtain. Yeah. VIP curtain. And yeah. she's like, that's the guy. And so. Yeah. Robert uh, David starts chasing him around the room until Claudia Christian clocks him with her cast. Well, she, Claudia she, Christian cl- clotheslines the criminal. Yeah, she, <laughs> with her cast. <laughs> with her cast. Yeah. But she, that's because she beelined across the stage, knocking one of the strippers over <laughs> in the process. The and then just, yeah, just yeah. close like with, with the cast. And, yep. and he <laughs> goes, I gotta get me one of those. Mm-hmm. And then she just kind of gives a look like, ow, that fucking hurt. Because <laughs> yeah. they did establish she broke her wrist. Like that was yeah. that yeah. was her only real injury, except for a, a pretty good shiner on her mm-hmm. forehead yeah. that slowly but surely goes away over the course of the movie. Of course. But I'm saying good good on the makeup artist for mm-hmm. the doing the... yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, slight step down. Anyway, Leo Rossi is taken to a holding cell. Yeah, they, they which got him. houses some Bamcast alums also. Yeah, because the first shot you see of the holding cell is Danny Trejo. Yes, of bulletproof. <laughs> but that's really he doesn't. He doesn't I don't think on. he says anything. No, he no. doesn't. Yeah. He's he's just there for for window he dressing. Just looks like <laughs> a goddamn he, criminal. He, so. he did not yeah. get well, his SAG card for this one. <laughs> he, he is sleeping on the on the bench, yes. and he's woken because Leo Rossi has now been here long enough that and he's like, like singing songs. Yeah, he's like yeah. he's he. They've done a little bit of like why'd you do it, all that kind of bullshit, and then like he's just like sitting back, like singing songs because he knows his friend is going to come rescue him, mm-hmm. and so Danny Trejo just like looks up like he the is fuck singing is that? songs about the maniac cop, isn't he? I think I think he was just kind of whistling that. slash maybe I don't know. I yeah. think he was singing about the maniac cop. He, he might, might have been. He might have been. Yeah, I think but he may- this mm. whatever it is. It really annoys Clarence Williams the third, who's in there as well. Yes, hello, Link from the Mod Squad yeah. is is here now, <laughs> and uh, he is he's there's something off about him. <laughs> he's, yeah, he's not a well man, but he's made it clear that you know. The Supreme Court fucked him, and and he should be free. But he's mm-hmm. been recaught. And, yeah, he's going to sing sing for yeah. the death penalty in the morning. Doesn't yeah. want to be there. No, no. he does not. <laughs> really? Gee, <laughs> I, I wonder why. Well, you know, yeah. yeah. 
Um, but yeah, and Leo Rossi is just like my friend's gonna. He's gonna save us all. Mm-hmm. He's gonna show up, and we're all gonna get out of here. Yeah, you play your great. cards right. You yeah. can come with us, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, so they cut back to that shooting range mm-hmm. that she was on, and now it's full of cops all shooting. Yeah, at they were the all kind of coming in as she was leaving, when yeah. they're just like every lane is taken. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, they all kind of stop shooting for a second. And then all of a sudden, all of them start getting just blown away from the range. Yes. And they're just, all these guys are suddenly just dead. And it's a hell from, of a ricochet. From, yeah. And from between the two of the targets walks the maniac cop who. And this is like, this is up until this point, like the most we've seen of his face at once. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's pretty well lit at this and, point. Yeah. And one because of the they've cops, always kept him in shadow. But, one of the cops had a, what, what, what was it? It's a calico, um, which is. It's one of those futuristic ass looking guns that's been yeah. around for forty five years. But what is uh, it? Is it a shotgun a, or is it a like, no? It's yeah. a it's a pistol. pistol of some sort. Uh, it's, uh, it's a pistol with in, a whole bunch of it's a stuff huge in the magazine, magazine, like this right. huge yeah. cylindrical magazine on top. Yeah, but I mean, it's like all of them just have you know standard issue uh, cop th- guy. There was one in uh, I Come in Peace. Okay, so, mm-hmm. yeah, but I mean, like one guy, we, like when they're going down the, the lane, showing everyone shooting. It's like, why the fuck does he have that? Yeah, but of course, Robert Zadar sees that is like upgrade. and takes that and. Proceeds into the police station, which I think he guns down two cops on well, the stairway on his way up. I think so. Yeah. But. but he walks in there and, you know, it's your standard precinct setup where it's got kind of like the um, like the squared off offices in the middle mm-hmm. of the place with, you know, the windows, the half windows all around. It looks like a bank. Yeah. Kind of. It's like they're individual booths <laughs> for various crime interviews, but it's it's all very, you know, bankish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And. He doesn't bother with doors or anything. Nope. nope he just nope. literally defenestrates himself, just walks right through the yep. first wall slash window. Mm-hmm. This is where you lose count of how many defenestrations yep. there are. Yeah. And just guns down whoever's in that room, guns down anyone who's running, walks through the he next up- one, just walking through like mm-hmm. fucking Terminator. He upgrades the Jason fuck your door with a fuck your wall, your partition, whatever you want to call it. Just yep. fuck your office. And it's not even like he punches it out. No, he just, he walks, just through walks through it with his body and everything just shatters in front of him. And it's pretty fucking glorious. It, mm-hmm. it sure is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But he walks through like two or three of them before he gets to uh, the commissioner, who we've seen earlier where they've been like arguing about, well, no, that guy's dead. He's got to be dead. It's, you know, that like Robert Davies giving them information, you know, giving them evidence. And, he's and like, they, they've told him specifically, like, you replaced the other guy that Maniac Cop killed. Now, he's going to kill you now. That wasn't the commissioner. That was just like the new police chief. Oh, okay. The commissioner yeah. is like the really dirty one. I don't think he was in the precinct at the time. He was not. No, Michael Werner yeah. was not. Yeah, in I'm the saying there was, like, there was oh, a new so captain. The, chief, yeah, the captain was chief. wasn't really yeah. naysaying in it. It's just he wasn't around for the other shit. Yeah. Yeah. He, he just the replacement for the last yeah. murdered dude. But but either way, he's, he's in it now he's because it, yeah. he's dead. He's yes. the highest ranking guy there. <laughs> well, yes. He's not just fucking dead. <laughs> yeah, he gets picked up by Maniac Cop and just he gets tossed into one corner and then he gets picked up again and he gets tossed through three walls, three walls. Yeah. Three walls. yeah. Like they basically put this motherfucker on a wire and just yanked him across this room. Yes. Mm-hmm. Through, through glass and everything the whole way. Yeah. Yeah. That guy got it. Three sections. But I mean like Real bad. he, like <laughs> they're taking time to bust every single window in this place. Just mm-hmm. about like it, it'd be easier when it's over to count how many intact windows there were. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Right. But yeah, he's 
killed a whole bunch of people mm-hmm. thus far and then is heading down where, meanwhile, Claudia Christian during all this has been trying to talk to serial killer guy. She's like, where's your friend? Mm-hmm. Where is he? Yeah. And he's like, oh, he'll be here soon. Don't yeah. worry about him. And then, yeah, basically. Then he's there. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> a cop walks in and, and he's just like, oh, he's here. We're all getting out now. And <laughs> you know, doesn't like, he just kind of like bust through the door, like but knock down the door? I mean, he does it so many. He does I don't shit even like, think they show they him don't show doing it. anything. Oh, to he's the just door. They just show everyone putting on police uniforms. And for hallways. some reason, he just kind of like doesn't give a shit about Claudia Christian. And it's he's kind of really, bringing her along. Yeah, but just, but he's he like he doesn't attack her or anything. I mean, he's attacked all the other cops. Yeah, he's just he's, al- he's almost along for the ride at this point. It's it's kind of strange. But there's one guy, like Danny Trejo is not one of the people who escaped, no. but there's this other Weasley guy and he's just like, "I don't want any part of this." And then Maniac Cop is like, "Yeah, well, <laughs> smash." <laughs> I I honestly like I I don't know cuz you don't know what his motivations are. I almost feel like it's just like all right, respect. You you survived the car in neutral trick. Like, I'm not going to kill you because maybe I was just trying props. to get rid of you. Yeah. Just yeah. stay out of my way. Yeah, but you're all right. So yeah, like, come along. Well, you're uh, kind of a maniac in and of yourself. Yeah. Well, Bruce Campbell did the same thing. Mm-hmm. He, he went off a fucking side of a dock. Yeah. That was by Almost his own had choice. A police though. bus land on him. Yes. Bruce Campbell could have let go. The, the, <laughs> yeah. There was nothing okay. keeping him attached to that van. That's okay. True. Yeah. But yeah. But anyway, it turns out like he's he's filling out the paperwork to be sent to Sing Sing along mm-hmm. with the other guy. It's basically the transfer request. Yeah. And that he's filling it out so that they'll be taken there. Yeah. And and this is also at the same time where um, Robert DeVee has kind of taken Michael Lerner in his mm-hmm. car and he's like, you're going to get on the radio and you're going to get you're going to oh, get the judge to reopen the case. Not yet, though. Yeah. No, no, not yet. No, it, at this point, he's just he's outside. He's like. They're, they're, he's being basically quickly Michael told. arrives. Yeah. And he's like, when right. is standing he, he's outside. got her yeah. prisoner. Like, we don't know how many are dead. We know at least six are dead in the, in the shooting range. Mm-hmm. And he's like, all right, we can't stop him. Not not like this. Let's just follow him. Okay. And so they're just kind of like standing outside waiting for yeah. whatever the hell he's going to do. Yeah, because they know he's already killed dozens of cops. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah, they everyone but um, Link basically put on cop uniforms. I mean, and um, Maniac Christian. Cop snatches the cop uniform away from uh yeah like, not, like not you yeah yeah mm-hmm. but yeah and claudia christensen had actually donned police blues where she'd never worn the rest of the mm-hmm. uh you know movie but mm-hmm. so they all kind of come out and like it's clearly them all it's them and the cops are just like we're gonna let them do this i guess mm-hmm. and they all get in the uh, prison bus thing mm-hmm. and basically the crazy dudes at the wheel uh turkle and is like bumper cars yep and yeah. just plow through the you know the police barricade which one car immediately explodes sure like <laughs> yep. you it, this Made movie of napalm. Fo- this <laughs> movie follows the correct rules mm-hmm. of of car contact uh-huh mm-hmm. yep um and man just like as if you didn't hate the police commissioner enough for being the you know the mayor from jaws he's like oh she puts on a uniform and immediately gets kidnapped it's yeah. like fuck you guy just mm-hmm. fuck you yep <laughs> yeah yep yeah i don't or whatever we're, we'll get to it in a minute but um so like they're you know they've busted through the police escort and are just going down the road and like crazy guys just hitting whatever he he doesn't care he's yeah. you know Tokyo drifting around mm-hmm. well the cops are all stunt matter. driving behind them just yeah. swerving around and trying to you know get footholds or whatever and they just keep running them into piles of garbage which makes them you know stunt spin you know cars out of control. Yeah. So and they do the old pile up thing like where one gets flipped another one immediately is jumping on top of it. To- yeah. So. Eventually, like all the tail cars are just fucking wrecked mm-hmm. and they're just smooth sailing 
to Sing Sing. Yeah, yeah. And it's around that point where Davi and uh, Michael Lerner, yeah, yeah, are um, standing outside, and they're like, "All right, well, we got to go." And Michael Lerner's like, "I'll go in my limo." And Davi <laughs> says, uh, "No, no, yeah. no, no, no." He's like, "I know, I know where we're going. Me. I know where they're going. Let's, yeah, right. let's right. go." Yeah. yeah, because he's like, "Why are we going this way?" Mm-hmm. Later on, and I'm he's like, "I know exactly where they're going." Yeah, and. Davi, like in the in the median in the B plot of this, basically has mm-hmm. figured out whatever the conspiracy was with with the maniac cop that got him put in prison in the first place, which was some kind of corruption that they sent him up the river for. Yeah, and- which was, I mean, detailed in the first movie too. Like yeah. none of this is new information. It's just that here's a new character that was also involved in it and has mm-hmm. elevated to a position of power. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but he's basically driving on the road. He's like, no, you're gonna you're gonna turn yourself in. You're gonna reopen the case. You know, you're going to clear his name and, and that's what he wants. And yeah. we're going to give him what he wants. And, you know, you can go out to the cemetery, dig up his coffin. It's going to be empty. You know, mm-hmm. it's empty because you, you put an empty coffin there. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, it's this guy. Yeah. Like, stop bullshitting. And, you know, guy pulls a gun. He's like, yeah, OK, whatever. What are you going to do? Shoot the driver? <laughs> I'm going yeah. going 80 down the road. That's going to be bad for you. Um, <laughs> yeah, he does just laugh. Yeah, it he's, off. Yeah. he's just like. That's the stupidest thing you can do. Also, right now. that's a tiny, tiny little pistol to my fucking eighty-eight Magnum in my pocket right now. Besides, yeah. have you seen my head? My head is huge. Look at this hat. <laughs> Look at my face. Other people have tried that before. Yeah. This hat is a size fifty. But yeah, basically, eventually, is like, all right, fine. Yeah, you got it. I'm gonna, I'll turn myself in. You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and and going back to earlier, this is why I think they were going through all the dumb hoops of like recording the morgue and all that shit because they were. Again, they were just trying to get somebody to basically say, okay, I lied. That That's not really who it was. Right. All this stuff, because it, it continues his conspiracy where it implicates himself. It's a little convoluted, but sure. it works to like the end goal of mm-hmm. like, this guy's dirty. He's been dirty. He's just trying to cover his ass. Mm-hmm. That's why he's naysaying that he even exists, even though he knows it's him. Yeah. But, but anyway, yeah. they get they get the bus there. Mm-hmm. Crazy guy gets hands the manifest or whatever up, and the guy's like, "All right, well, they've got a really weird system. Like, they, I'm, I know intercoms existed in 1990, you know, but they've got this like they box know, them off. They, basically, yeah, they, and... they've got a double gate system. Like, you know, you pull in, but you know, you're not even getting out of the van. It's so tight in there. Mm-hmm. Um, and they lower a bucket down. He drops the papers, and it's like, we're expecting it tomorrow. And it's like, yeah, we thought his buddies were going to try to bust him out, so we're here tonight. Yeah, and they're like, cool. All right, let him in. Yep. Mm-hmm. And as soon as they let him in, that's when the cops basically radio in like. All right. Um, yeah, we know they're you know there. That bus? That's the bad guy. Yeah, that's the bad guys. Like, you know, lock everything down. We're in trouble. <laughs> that's what the, the head of the prison says over yep. the radio. We're in trouble. But they just they walk into, you know, the, the wing of the prison mm-hmm. and everyone is like, well, especially the guys who basically murdered Maniac Cop in the shower are like, oh, fuck. Oh, that's Maniac Cop. <laughs> Let's really get him this time. Yeah. Um, Fucking idiots. Yeah, and they, he goes in, and and everyone's loose. Yeah, like I don't know There's, what what's going on with all that. It's midnight free time, I guess. <laughs> but yeah, but they're like, hey, Cordell, and they toss a Molotov cocktail on him. Yeah, which doesn't he beat the tar out of three or four people first? He, yeah, bef- before I they mean, before he gets his Burning Man ticket, um, he, he does like throw people into other people for a little mm-hmm. while, um, and I yeah, think and it's Link- before he's on fire that Michael Lerner is outside on the intercom telling oh, him all yeah. the things yeah. like you're That's it right. was me yeah. i did it and you're free to go and uh, you're exonerated and doesn't link and, have a heart attack or something like he gets pushed around they, he, they just kind of leave him behind like yeah um he's weird. in one of the wings like uh, uh, he's not oh, in the right. general population area. yeah but he's, he's realizing kinda, that 
they're not there to start an army. Yeah. Uh, Maniac Cop is there to get revenge on right. the people that murdered mm-hmm. him in the first place. Yeah, yeah. And then, like, he's going to have to stay there. Yeah. And he's like, oh, shit, I came yeah. here because I yeah. thought... This is going to be cool, and now, oops, I'm stuck here. But I, I'm in the exact place I didn't want to be. But yeah. right. ultimately, he's all right, because he doesn't get killed by Maniac Cup. Right. <laughs> well, yeah, I suppose. I mean, but, killed, killed, I yeah. guess, but... No. But, like, some dudes come at Maniac Cop, and he's not having it. But then, like, the one main dude who mm-hmm. was, like, the main ringleader yeah. who murdered him in the shower just, yeah, chucks a Molotov cocktail right at him. Mm-hmm. And he goes up, and you're like, okay, um... He's on fire for the rest of the movie. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Because like, Which is he, like three more hours. He sees <laughs> yeah. like two other people that were also involved and like corners one guy in his cell and it's just like, I'm going to hug you to death while I'm on fire. And yeah. He just like, and he just is calmly walking towards these people. Mm-hmm. Like, man, There's fucking a, balls just, on those stunt guys yeah. to be on fire like that. Uh, I mean, they, I know they film the most of it in slow motion so it lasts longer, but holy shit. Yeah. They like, filmed that over three days. They yeah, spent I'm three sure they days I was gonna say, shooting that. But, like, there was a dude, like, on the second level, mm-hmm. and Maniac Hop takes one of the dudes who's on fire and chucks that dude at the other dude, setting that guy on fire also. Yes. <laughs> He's like, burning dude, corner pocket. <laughs> no bank. Yeah. Nailed it. Now, there's a mild bank. He did hit the oh, rails yes, as it went he up, but still, yeah. yeah. It was a scratch, but it's, a kiss. Yeah. it's just a scratch. <laughs> But it's also at this point where Leo Rossi is just like, I didn't sign up for this. <laughs> yeah. And, and basically, yeah. like, runs up to the dude on fire. He's like, what are you doing? I didn't sign up. Where's our army? And, yeah. and he's just like, all right, let's hug it out. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wait, he, I'm on fire. Goes, burn. And he goes, I thought we were friends. <laughs> yes. And stabs Maniac Cop in the back. Yeah, to he which does. Maniac Cop is like, I'm on fire, motherfucker. Nah, son. <laughs> you think that hurts? Yeah. Yeah. yeah touch me mm-hmm. <laughs> he had three friends but then bernie only had one yes <laughs> and so now they're both on fire and you're like well that's an ending uh no they uh tumble out of the third or fourth floor window no they they destroy the wall in yeah. front oh, of that's them. right yes maybe so a block wall yeah that he it, chucks maybe two right. of pushes them him yes through yes so they go out a wall and you're like all right fuck yeah and then they land on the bus Yes. And you're like, uh-huh, yeah, fuck yeah. yeah and then and the bus happens? fucking explodes. Not only did it, no, they didn't just land in the bus, they go through the yeah, roof they of the they bus. The they bus. have a shot yes. from inside the bus mm-hmm. of these uh, bodies coming, yeah. crashing through yeah. these flaming bodies. Meteors being fired into this tearing bus. Tearing through the roof. Yep. And then the bus, of course, also made of napalm, fucking goes just up. Man. And huge we, fucking fireball. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And so do we, because spontaneous applause immediately. Yeah. That was the best. Yeah. And, I mean, there's you a, don't get that often. No, there, there's a denouement part. It's dumb. Like he gets a proper funeral. Yeah. I mean, because it's really just like, all right, fade out on that shit. Because how are we going to top that? Yeah, it's yeah. he's he's absolved, even yeah. though he just murdered a hundred more people. No, I mean, yeah. like, OK, <laughs> like Robert DeVee and Claudia Christian are there. The, the minister or whatever is there mm-hmm. and the honor guard are there. But that's it. Like they, they yeah, sit no. out the bare minimum of like, all right, I. Look, I guess we exonerated him, but he also murdered a lot of people. So, eh, uh-huh. yeah, true neutral. I don't know. Um, so, like, you know, color guard finishes up and is like, all right, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Done honoring maniac cop. And Robert DeVee pulls out the charred uh, badge on his mm-hmm. that he's got and throws it on the coffin. Mm-hmm. And, and he has he has this weird like when the when the gravedigger comes out and starts lowering down the coffin. He has this weird like thousand yard stare like and 
there's a something on the soundtrack where mm-hmm. it's the sound of the the baton swooshing. Is around, that what it was? Which okay, he yeah. never heard, so right. I don't know why he's. But he's like, "What's that?" Yeah. And she's like, "What do you hear?" And he's like, "I don't know." Nothing. And then they walk away, and he gives like this poorly mic speech about something. I don't have any fucking idea what he said, but he they wander off, and then the camera's like, "Yeah, fuck them," and goes back over to the grave. To where Maniac Cop's hand just punches through the top of the casket and grabs the badge, like like that cat in every video that you see. Nope. When you, <laughs> you right. like try to open right. the basket, it's like no. Nope. Of course, with a big stinger. Mm-hmm. And then credits. Yeah, and then credits. Uh, there's some and music then, over the credits. And then <laughs> to top it all, and off, then the most 1990 thing. Maniac happens. Cop rap, y'all. <laughs> yeah, it's a rap. It is a about Maniac Cop. Yeah. And what Baniac Cup does. Mm-hmm. It is the epitome of a Stargrove <laughs> award. Like, there's... Yeah. The only... The only no it should be renamed the Baniac Cup Rap Award. Yes. kind of should. But look, the only, the only fault I will give it is Stargrove happens over the movie actually happening, narrating yeah. what is happening. This is yep. this is in the credits. That That is its only knock. However, 100% yes. Oh, yeah. Stargrove. Oh, just, <laughs> just, just saying, like... Any, any song with the lyric, you have the right to a mortician... <laughs> Is good in my book. Or then the very final one, you have the right to remain silent. Forever. Forever. (laughs) And it is by two guys that you have never fucking heard of. Nope. No. And never will hear of again. Nope. Unless you look on the back of them. And and the movie kind of didn't want you to hear about them because like the the music listing is like an afterthought after the credits are over. It's like, like oh, wait, yeah. That's like a DVD Blu-ray. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, by the way, these songs were in the movie. Whoops. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's like the, oh, we never secured the rights. And if you're going to put it on the Blu-ray, you you know, the only way we're going to allow that is you give us $5 and some credits at the end. Right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I'm glad they licensed it. Yes. Yes. I'm glad they paid that $5. Yes. Whatever it was, you know. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Maniac Cop's over. Yeah. So I guess we have to rate it now. Uh-huh. It's understood that it gets a Stargrove. It sure is. 100% Stargrove. Okay. I know uh, what Harlow rated it, at least walking out of the theater. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's no secret here. I'm giving this movie five jocks. I would give it more jocks if we had them to give. <laughs> I would like to take away some jocks from other movies and give it to this one. <laughs> here, please. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. It, this movie has literally it satisfies every, and keeps satisfying. It, it it ticks every single box. The only like I, I barely even want to talk about the bad, but that's it's part of our title. Um, it gets a little weird when it like ventures off into buddy uh, serial killer movie, which is like buddy serial killer cop movie. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Like it, it just gets, I think the only reason it's bad is because it's not real clear what's going on there. It's a little strange. And, you know, and you've got, you know, basically like if if Jason versus Freddy was like Jason and Freddy and Freddy was just doing all the take it talking and Jason's just like deadpan silent serial killer. That's basically what it is for about 10 minutes of the movie. Mm-hmm. I don't care. Like, it's you know, funny. It's funny. Yeah. And like, and, and Leo Rossi is on, you know, he's creepy as fuck, but he's on with what he's doing. Yeah. yeah. So I don't even really, I'm just saying it gets a little strange there, but you can't, I think the movie would be worse if it had just gone at the pace it went at other parts. Yes. You know, like you, you would get that fatigue thing where it's just like, all right, how many, how much more glass can break? Like, I feel like they space it out and they broke the right amount of glass, which is all of it. <laughs> and, and then, you know, she was on fire for correct. like 15 straight minutes when, <laughs> and cars blow up when you hit them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. what, what more could you possibly want? Yeah, it's true. Yeah. I, I can't argue that. Yeah. Five jocks. It's awesome. 
<laughs> plenty of people to, to fenestrate people plenty of people get lit on fire and blown up yeah mm-hmm. fucking a it's, it's almost amazing to me that this is the same team that made the first one yeah like same writer that's same director I, that's why i said when we walked in i was like yeah. how is this the same director like what yeah. happened because we i mean it first was it, all right it but... felt like the first one was missing something yeah mm-hmm. and it feels like this one found all of that <laughs> that it was missing and then some yeah it just cleaned out all the lost and founds and yeah. put mm-hmm. it in this movie I don't know how to argue against five jocks for this movie. Um, <laughs> like, I feel like there should have been something. Like, I did not not have. I did not um, <laughs> have like the exuberant joy. Yeah. That like Harlow had, but also I can't find anything like Banffcast wrong with this movie. It does everything right. So it's got to be a five jocks movie, like huge fucking explosions, guys on fire for four hours, uh, defenestrations of plenty, stupid gun stuff, uh, whatever the hell. I mean, the only thing that ruins the like, um, the the strap to the side of the car handcuff thing is the fact that Claudia Christian is no selling it when they show her. She close up. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's, yeah. The, yeah. that's the only yes. problem. But like launching a car and, and someone being strapped to the side of it. I don't care if it's not a real person, yeah. but. For the plot of the movie. In fact, fuck. I hope it's not a real yeah, person. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. Sorry. It looks Sorry. it looks fucking awesome, except she's no selling it. Like right. it's a really cool stunt. Um, yeah. It's it's a. I don't know that I've seen that like that level of dedication to that kind of gimmick. Um, no, not where it immediately launches someone off right, like that. but also mm-hmm. goes on that long, and yeah. they have you know the troubles that she had with it. Um, yeah, I just can't find anything wrong with it, Bamfcast style. Um, it wasn't paced poorly. Like it moved along well enough. I didn't get bored. Uh, fuck five jocks, man. It's a good job. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad that I never saw maniac cop one, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. You got all you needed. Yeah. They did the evil dead two thing at the beginning. Yeah. You're like, Here's all what the happened. maniac cops that I've seen have been five <laughs> yeah. jocks. There you go. Yeah, all right. I have no idea what you guys rated the other one. So fill me in later. Yeah, we got jocks. Twos and ones. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, Obviously, I'm not going to argue with this. It's a five jocks movie. I will say, though, that the the story is utter nonsense. Like if you be up above and beyond a normal slasher movie, the story is utter nonsense. The fact that this suddenly becomes like a redemption story for the, the main monster in the midst of him murdering all these cops is fucking silly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's ridiculous. And the fact that they are able to convince people to go along with the plot of let's get a judge to reopen the case and declare him innocent and all these things. It's like, man, that is all fucking ridiculous. But if it leads to that whole prison sequence, that's fine with me because Mm. that's I mean, that man was on fire for a long time. (laughs) They don't waste any time trying to convince the audience of it. No, they spend 30 seconds yeah. convincing the it's guy just, in charge of it yeah. and then they just do it yeah which is to its credit because if they had spent 10 minutes of like oh we got to convince the judge and blah blah blah, he's a menace and nope. it's gonna ruin the city that would have killed the fucking movie yeah so yeah. good on them for i would like to revise this is now my favorite friday the 13th movie behind six <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Just, Fair enough. it might as well be I mean, I know he's got a uniform and his stuff on, but... It's better than Jason Takes Manhattan, that's for yeah, sure. Sure. No, I just mean, it goes... <laughs> it is Jason Takes Manhattan. Jason part six, this, and then part ten. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That sandwich is right in the middle. All right. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it, you know, my God, all of the Bamfcast things are here. Yeah. No instant award. <laughs> Fine. 
I'm not. I'm, uh, it's not a knock. I'm just. Uh, you... I'm just doing the bookkeeping here. Okay. No one's an award, right? You could have given it to Lorene Landon, but she doesn't. She fights back, so that doesn't really count as an Ensign Award. Yeah. Yeah. But she comes close. She doesn't go like full balls yeah. out crazy. Yeah. She no. doesn't go full Ensign. No. Yeah. But still. Mm-hmm. Watch this. It's yep. got everything we want. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it'll have everything you want too. No ninjas, but I mean. <laughs> anyway, I think I think we've talked this one uh, enough. So uh-huh. let's, yeah. let's go and take a break. They have mm-hmm. cast. Yeah. We have some movies to discuss. We sure do. Man, second half, we talk I think, about movies. I think the one thing we didn't discuss is who has like the newest shit. Does that, does that fall to me? I think it's Chuck. Oh, okay. Kind of. Or uh, No, you actually Yeah, did. I was going to say, we, yeah, watched, one we of both watched 2017 movies. So. Yeah, I watched a 2017 movie as well. All right. But let's go with your newest one. Okay. Um, fine. I, I guess I will talk about... Uh, the Tom Cruise Mummy movie. Yeah. I mean, The Mummy from 2017. It's Woo, not man. really called Tom Cruise's Mummy, but Might as well Tom be. Cruise's <laughs> The Mummy. Yeah. Tom Cruise's Mummy. Um, so I, I think this is one of those cases where all I had really ever heard was, it's all right to, oh my God, this is the worst thing, trash, just absolute garbage. And it was hitting like the think piece stage. Yeah. You know, when it was coming out to home release mm-hmm. that I was just like, all right, I just I need to watch this thing before like it is just like this mythically bad thing. And I can't even like look at it with my own opinion. It was hitting the stage of this is why the last 20 years of Tom Cruise have been terrible. Exactly. Yeah. It was hitting that level of that, everything you know about Tom Cruise is wrong. And I'm like, oh, hell no, motherfucker. Right. It's not. <laughs> so, so I was like, all right, let me I just need to watch this thing mm-hmm. get out of the way. I, I think via the fact that like. I'm not invested in anything mummy related. Like I have no particular love for Karloff to Brendan Fraser to anything else. You know, it's like it, to me, it's just and like everyone in between, <laughs> <and> everyone in between <laughs> um, that. I was just like, yeah, all right, let's watch a fucking mummy movie. I don't give a shit. Um, I'm not here to say like it's great or everything, but anything, but it's like, I don't get it. Like why this movie? Is it just Tom Cruise? Like, is it, we don't like Tom Cruise because he's a weird, you know, voodoo science guy. Um, what is it? Like, why Why this movie? I mean, are you like, were you more vested in like Universal making this dark universe cinematic thing? Like, and you were just like, this is a shitty way to start it. I, I, I just don't know. It's just one of those movies where it's like, dude, it's just a fucking popcorn movie. Why this? Why is this the, the target of all the ire on the Internet? You know, mm-hmm. I, I, I just it's it's not great but i was like i was entertained enough that like when it was over i was like yeah right okay yeah like Mm -hmm. that that was tom cruise being tom cruisey kind of a switch because like he's not 100 percent likable in the movie Mm -hmm. like you know and i thought that was an interesting take because he's always like i am perfect tom cruise everyone needs to follow me i will show you the way and do everything like it was kind of nice for him to be like this roguish character like not necessarily morally up and up Kind of mm-hmm. the guy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's just, I, I don't have much to say about it because it's not 
that interesting of a movie. It's just, it's passable. And like, it's one of those things because my expectations were just so low that I was like, yeah, this is fine. What the hell is everybody going on about? I mean, I was reading one thing that was just like, oh, they just completely misused Sophia Botello. And like, why would you, why would you hire someone like that? And then just like do this to them? Like she's in the movie a lot. They were like trying to make it sound like they barely ever saw you. You barely ever see her that where she's not CG or, unrecognizable mm-hmm. she's in the movie a lot like i mean well, it's just like every think piece thing i've ever I seen so many people when they view acting mm-hmm. think that if you don't have any lines you're not acting sure yeah you know I, I think that's a big part of it is this whole like you know everyone thinks performance is just speaking the lines well mm-hmm. yeah. and selling them where so many people like you know you think about keanu people talk about how terrible an actor keanu is but you think about John Wick and like the way he moves in those movies is a character in itself. Yeah. Like that is acting. And I think that gets overlooked a lot. Yeah. I mean, that's what I mean. She, she'd had no lines in Kingsman, right? I mean, you know, same, same actress, right? She had, she's did she say, out. Yeah. Did she say, okay. I, I, oh, thought, yeah. I thought she was mute. Uh, trust me. I've watched the church scene enough times to know <laughs> that she keeps telling Samuel L. Jackson he needs to watch the monitor. And he's like, nope. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, she doesn't say much in that movie. I don't believe it's just like, it's like yeah. run around on your mm-hmm. blade legs. Um, anyway, I don't know. It just it seems like everything I've read is just like, I mean, everything felt like fucking clickbait. I mean, that's that's all I can say. Well, yeah, it's like, that's it's just. I mean, it's like, and it's like, why this movie? Like, that's a weird one to to latch onto. It's just all I can feel I, like. it. It's there are certain times where, and I know it's not a conspiracy. I'm not a crazy person, but there are times where it just seems like the internet all indirectly decides to come together. And they are just going to rip something a new asshole for the fun of it. It usually happens when the movie has had reshoots. Mm-hmm. When they've yeah. heard it's had reshoots or something happened or there was trouble on the set or something. Once that starts, that's when it kicks in. And that movie had better be fucking amazing or average or less is immediately worst movie ever. Yeah. That's yeah. that's usually the way that cycle works. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean I which I don't get it either, but I was entertained. It it, it was part Indiana Jones-esque as far as like location to location, you know, weird shit happening part. I I don't know. I mean, there's like things I don't want to say because it's mildly spoilery, but like there, there are definitely seeds for that. Whatever the fuck, Mm -hmm. you know, almost. And again, this is going to sound terrible, but like league of extraordinary gentlemen esque thing that is happening with all of this, bringing it all together, you know, like, there, there are people who are hardcore against that for reasons that I do not understand. It's like, no, not everything needs to be a cinematic universe. But when you've got an existing cinematic universe that's like 100 years old mm-hmm. and you can tell some interesting stories within that universe that mm-hmm. don't that don't all end up being fucking Abbott and Costello movies and killing the franchise, maybe yeah. try it. Yeah, I, I don't I don't see why so many people are just like, oh, they're fucking ruining the the beloved memory of Abbott and Costello versus the Mummy. It's like the fuck is wrong. Well, they, with made, you they made real Mummy movies. No, before I that know, too. but <laughs> they just all end up like. And now they're in a house, and it's party time and Monster Mash, mm-hmm. and it's like seriously, well, this I, is the beloved legacy. You're I would you're watch upholding? a fucking Monster Mash movie right now. Like, yeah. Tell you that <laughs> he'd watch a Monster Mash. <laughs> yeah. It'd be a smash. But yeah, th- this but just felt like the, bash. <laughs> this just, this just felt like the perfect storm of you know what fuck that Tom Cruise guy and you know what fuck the cinematic universe shit. Yeah, I mean it, it is it is bold to open the movie with the fucking Universal Dark Universe logo that it has, yeah. but whatever, guys. You know it's 
something's got to kick it off. And if it's not a fucking Tom Cruise movie, it ain't happening. You know, that's all I've got to say. <laughs> yeah. I, just, I mean, they tried it with whatever the fuck a yeah, stand was. was like, I don't <laughs> what? what? <laughs> I, they, they've tr- wasn't Yo Frankenstein going to be... At I one think point, they had talked about that, and yeah. then they had like Frankenstein Unbound or right. whatever, and which Dracula, I think Dracula untold, untold. untold. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like I think all those were supposed to be part of yeah. it, but then I I don't know, I don't, yeah, I have not followed that enough, and I haven't seen any of them except Yo Frankenstein. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. I mean, because like, look, as much as you don't want to think it, Angley's Hulk started. I mean, everyone's like, no Iron Man, like no, because they if you look at it now, and Incredible Hulk is part of it. Ang Lee's Hulk was like, here's your origin story. And then it's like, well, we got new actors, but here's a flashback, a couple re- reshoots with Ed Norton in the place. It's really the start of the fucking Marvel Cinematic Universe. It is. You know, and it's mm. a it's a rocky. Start. It's, a, it's not official, you know, because it's, you know, not they didn't bring in Nick Fury and all that shit. But if, if, if you look at it, yeah, you know, it technically is. And you know what? If this is your fucking Ang Lee's Hulk, it's better than that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And at least it has Tom Cruise running at the camera yeah, and stuff. So that's all you need. Yeah, I don't know. Like I said, it just it's it was just it was purely one of those movies. Where it's like I'm just the whole time I'm watching. I'm like, why this? Like that? Yeah. Like I'm not. It yeah. just it made it instantly it's, made me feel defensive for a movie. It's not one you'd seen. recommend, but it's like it's all right, I guess. Yeah, I mean, right? it, it's I a, mean that's what I'm hearing from you. It's, it's a it's good FX, like, Redbox, whatever you know, movie. Like you know, it, and if you oh, it's gonna be an FX all the fucking time. Sure. <laughs> Yeah, they got the movies. Chuck. This movie was made for FX. <laughs> they got the movie. Yeah. Anyway, I I don't know. I yeah. just it's fine. It's Chuck Fine. Okay. Cool. Is it is it Chuck Fine? Uh, it might be better than Chuck Fine. Okay. I, I I'm los- I'm now losing the the compass meter on Chuck Fine. Like mm-hmm. I'm realizing now that the start of it is Chuck like, Fine is strictly passable. I, I I occasionally felt my adrenaline go mildly. So if up. you enjoy it more than yeah. it being strictly passable, <laughs> yeah. then yeah. A couple things I was like, that's pretty cool. And I, I I never watched. I think I watched the pilot, but uh, the the sidekick guy that's from the Zoe Deschanel new girl thing, he's pretty funny. He's like he's one of the main characters on that. I, I okay. don't know who he is really other than that. Hmm. That's the only thing I can point to. But like, he's a good comedic sidekick guy thing. The one from Jurassic World. I think he was in that too. Yeah. Okay. He's the jokey yeah. beardy guy. Jokey beardy guy. <laughs> jokey oh, that's beardy. Yeah, was it? Maybe so maybe like Jake guy. Johnson or something. Yeah, like that's that. him. That's yeah. him. Okay. okay. I can't remember his name. Thank you. So Chuck. Yeah. Let me talk about a couple of movies real quick. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh first off, I want to start with an apology. I want to apologize publicly to Prometheus. Oh really? Yeah. What a twist. <laughs> what a twist. I left the theater after seeing Prometheus thoroughly disgusted and angry and was like, fuck that movie. Fuck there everything about of, it. We were all angry. Um, I think we got a group think on that one kind of okay. where we all turned on it. Yeah. So I rewatched Prometheus and came away from it thinking it's better than I thought it was. There is a lot more technical merit than I gave it credit for. I had apparently said something about the set design being boring, which I don't know what the fuck was wrong with me that day. The The production of this movie is amazing. Mm-hmm. Like all of the stuff in this movie is amazing. The sets and the things they built and all this stuff. It's all fascinating. Problem with that movie. Two problems with that movie that still persist. One is the absolute idiocy of everyone involved in anything. Like, I don't understand how you sign people up for, like, a multi-year deep sleep mission 
then wake him up, then tell him what the mission is. Because that just lends mm. itself to, hey, half these people might go, fuck that, that's a stupid mission. And guess what happens? Half the people in this go, fuck this, this is stupid. That doesn't, if you're going out to space and doing one of the most important things you could possibly do, maybe get a bunch of people together who are all on the same team or who are all like, are yeah, all about it. let's fucking do this. Mm. But they bring in weirdos who can't handle anything and freak out at every opportunity. And not only that, they just... This notion of going to a, an alien planet and taking off your helmet and touching everything makes me insane. It's like <laughs> it's like idiocracy is happening in the world and there are seven people smart enough to build a spaceship and then everyone else is a fucking science idiot who gets into space and is just like the only way to do any science things is just to put your face on it or to touch it or to taste it. Well, it, obviously, you're not a scientist, Chuck. That is exactly how science works. No, you put it in a fucking scanner. Oh. <laughs> you oh. you Wait, cover so you yourself. Its, its head explode? You cover yourself yes. head to toe. You don't fucking put spores in you. And you put sunglasses on <laughs> so you look through the scanner darkly. Oh, okay. I just... It sounds th- like you're moving into covenant territory now well i am but i'm just it because okay so i watched those two movies back to back so mm-hmm. it leads to my anger towards alien covenant but like prometheus it was just like haha these guys are stupid that's that's funny and then that movie is an hour of exploration and discovery that's fascinating and then they don't have a second act and then like the third act just comes out of nowhere and it's just monsters 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 and it's like that's it oh actually i think that's the actual reboot of the Dark Universe. Monsters, yeah. Monsters, yeah. Monsters. I think we're going to start with that. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That's pretty good. <laughs> monsters, Monsters, Monsters is the third one. Oh, oh is yeah. it? First one was Monsters. Yes. Second well, one's Monsters, Monsters. Unofficially, the second one is Dracula Square. Untold, yeah. and then The Mummy, and then right. monsters, 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 Monsters. Okay, yeah. yes. Monsters, Monsters, Monsters. <laughs> I'd watch that. Yeah. yeah. So that monsters. whole thing is weird. Um, I, went, I watched the deleted scenes on the Blu-ray. It is surprising how much they cut out of that movie to make it vague. Yeah. And anger inducing how much they cut out of that movie to make it vague. Like they don't just talk to the engineer and the engineer goes raw and murders them all. They have a conversation with the thing. They have a back and forth conversation with the engineer. Mm-hmm. And it's not until Guy Pierce says. We're gods now, too. We made this robot that the thing's like, oh, yeah, check out your robot. Rip head off. Murder everyone. That's more realistic than just say something to engineer. Engineer freaks out and murders everybody. Mm-hmm. So. I don't know why they cut stuff out of that to make it vague. That's dumb. Yeah. But that movie kind of ends with some hope, like some like, hey, maybe things are going to be OK. We're going to fly off and do some some something cool. Yeah, Most everybody's get, dead, but we're going to get answers. <laughs> yeah. It's like the, the remaining characters are like, let's go do discovery somewhere else and get some shit solved. Mm-hmm. So then they made Alien Covenant. Alien Covenant is just a generic ass alien movie. There's there's literally nothing to it. Alien or Aliens movie? A well, capital A or little a? Of this universe. Okay. It's it's like... Okay. So Xenomorph right. Alien. It's like Aliens vs. Predator. It's like, yeah, that's a thing. It happened, but who gives a fuck about anything that happened in it? it like, the first one was about something. The first one had a kind of spirit and a direction to it of, like, here's the new story we're going to tell. This is just You're talking about Prometheus. Yes, no. okay. Prometheus, the first one. Sorry, of the prequel universe, okay, the prequel yeah. cinematic universe yeah, yeah. that okay. we're in. So Prometheus had like purpose. This is just here's a bunch of meat bags who are going to get fucking slaughtered by aliens. You're going to have a good time. And I did not because 
there's a literally a 20 minute stretch in this movie where I every 45 seconds was screaming at my television like my family was concerned my dog was concerned <laughs> like they are just they go down to a planet dressed like they're fucking Blackwater mercenaries an alien planet they've never been to it haven't scanned it nothing they just go down to this planet wearing like army vests and shit Everyone gets sick immediately, and then everyone's like, well, you're sick. That's weird. Let me stick your fa- my face right in your face and see what's going on. Spikes start shooting out of people, and people touch them, and it's like, the science of this is fucking stupid. Everyone in this is fucking stupid. And then there's a bunch of aliens and some robots, and I just couldn't care about any of this at all. Mm-hmm. I just it, it just takes, like, the... Not the hopefulness, but the the continued curiosity of the end of the first Prometheus, and it's just like ah, fuck that. Yeah, evil reigns. Wait, there was rain that was evil. There oh, actually was. He's talking about, yeah. he's oh, talking yeah, about right. Roman reigns. Yeah, oh. it's just it's 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 weirdly misanthropic and nihilistic in a way that I'm sure that was the point, but I don't understand why. And it's especially mean-spirited to the characters that made it out of the first movie. Absolutely. They made it out of Prometheus that it's just like, it's, you know, it, it's very much like, wait, what? Yeah. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. And, you know, I talked about this when we talked about it before, but like in the first one, David is like this scientist that doesn't have ethics. Mm-hmm. In this one, he's just evil. Yeah. Like, like there's no other way around it. He's just straight up evil. And that change is never really explained or comes out or like is reasoned or anything which one is david the michael fassbender okay the robot yeah yeah <gasps> yeah it just, yeah. It's just he's established as a robot immediately in the prometheus I know. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah I, it i don't I, know it, it like you and i were talking about over im or text or mm-hmm. something when we were talking about this it, it's it's like the the plot gymnastics they're going to have to go through at this point to get to the start of alien is insane especially given the amount of like time that the universe says we are 10 years away from the start mm-hmm. of alien that doesn't make any sense yeah they they are nowhere close to where the start of alien makes any sense whatsoever it could have at the end of prometheus yeah Easily. But this one is just, this just gets in the way. It retroactively fucks up so many things. Yeah. Not just plot wise, but like thematically. Yes. And I mean, now I know they weren't necessarily considered canon, but it wipes out the Alien vs. Predator movies completely. Oh, fine. Like, those I'm are 100% gone. fine with that. Yeah. Fuck um, those things. Sure. <laughs> but like just, just the whole like premise of Alien is now in serious jeopardy. If this movie is considered canon to that timeline. Mm-hmm. I don't know it, it and it just seems so unnecessary it seems like they mucked with it for no reason and also didn't do anything interesting by mucking with it yeah Prometheus left them a whole bunch of cool places they could have gone mm-hmm. and they said fuck every one of those and literally nuke it from orbit yeah no like it doesn't matter like any of that who cares mm-hmm. and they actually gave themselves worse continuity problems than they would have had it yeah it's baffling it's really it's and I just, I don't think it's that well-made a movie, to be totally honest. It's not. It's it's not even as well-made as Prometheus. And I'm not, 
I mean, I kind of like I liked Prometheus better the second time I watched it. And then I liked it even more after watching Alien Covenant, because to me, it's such a well-made movie for the most part. And Alien Covenant feels like some it, it, it doesn't it's hard for me to fathom. It's the same guy. Mm-hmm. It's, it's Ridley Scott. It doesn't even feel the same. There's this sense of awe and wonder in Prometheus and Alien Covenant is just like some Yahoo's made an alien movie. You know, yeah, and I think I told you, like, I feel like the third act could have been made by Brett Ratner. You know, just it doesn't. The it third has, act gets real dumb. Yeah. I mean, just but like, just filmmaking wise, it's just yeah. so dull. Like, like there's no flair or anything special to it. I just started laughing at one point where characters trying to pilot a thing and it goes really badly out of control mm-hmm. for a while. And you're just like, well, this makes everyone look real stupid. <laughs> yeah. But God, I well, just. <laughs> I Alien Covenant is like it's a really dumb movie trying to be smart. Yeah. Which kind of goes nicely into the one I'm going to talk about, which is Kong Skull Island, Mm -hmm. which is a really smart movie trying to be dumb. Okay, they're like polar opposite. Like this is, you know, when we talk about, oh, they plucked these this indie director who hadn't done much, but had a cool vision and, you know, made them do the big studio movie. Mm -hmm. This kind of feels like what those movies should be to me because there are so many really interesting filmmaking choices that they've made throughout the course of Kong skull Island that feel like, like any other thing, like studios would just be like, no, you can't do it that way. You can't do that. Like, like they, they, I I remember Steven Soderbergh talking about if you have a plane landing in your movie, you fucked up. Cause he's like, nobody cared. Like everybody shoots that the same goddamn way. Yeah. So if you ever watch a plane landing in a Steven Soderbergh movie, like it's filmed upside down or weird or, you know, pans <laughs> left to right or just something weird, uh-huh. just so it's different. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of that stuff in here where they looked at like, okay, if a helicopter is going to crash, how do we want to film that? Mm-hmm. And, you know, they set it. So it's literally the camera stays inside of the, sh- of the thing as it's spinning around and flying. So, you know, you've got the static guys falling out of it, you know, falling away from the camera out. You know, there's just like a lot of choices like that where it's like, we have chosen a really unique way of filming this and doing it. And that continues throughout. And then, you know, thematically there are a whole bunch of, you know, obviously Vietnam metaphors going on there, but there are, some of them are too obvious. Some of them are not. I think <laughs> like, like I think there's, there's some surprising subtlety that's going on there. Mm-hmm. I just think it's got too many characters and it doesn't differentiate some of them enough yeah to really have fun with it but they what they do use i think they have a ton of good material with and i think that that's a movie that's going to get better every time i watch it and of course like i think harlow you and i discussed this where it was like they don't fuck around like godzilla did where it's like oh we're not going to show them yeah it might be some action but no they're like land on the island within 30 seconds kong is like nah fuck your helicopter i'm kong you know so and it's like a constant presence throughout and they just they do so much stuff right but it's so fascinating because it's really it's just a big dumb monster movie so it's like what happens when you get people who actually understand filmmaking making a big dumb schlocky b movie premise and to me that's that's really fascinating to see you know, mm-hmm. it's like if Kubrick had done a giant monster movie, what would it look like? You know, it's kind of and I'm not comparing uh, Jordan Vogue Roberts to Kubrick or anything, but I'm saying like someone who, you know, has a clear artistic vision, which is what Kong has. 
I think it's very, very focused in what it's doing and very focused on making the film as non-generic as it can be. Well, I think I think the perfect example is something we were also talking about as someone who's was skilled in making in in having a vision and, and then getting to make it. Guillermo del Toro. I mean, there are very realistic parallels between Pacific Rim and this movie. Yeah, I mean, I, like, I remember. I, I think I posted on Twitter. I said, if if somebody says that they love Pacific Rim but they don't love the last half hour of Kong Skull Island, what the fuck's wrong with them? Yeah, because to me, like Kong Skull Island is as goddamn satisfying as anything in Pacific Rim. There's a there's a part in it that gave me the same stupid grin as I got when that battleship gets picked up and they're going to use that motherfucker as a bat in mm-hmm. Pacific Rim. There's there's a scene like that in Kong where I'm like, yes, yes. Yeah. And that is, it's just, it's a fun, really solid movie that I think is going to get better over time, but I totally understand why some people hate it and think it's crap because whenever you're trying to do something original, there are going to be plenty of people that don't want that. But I, I thought it was terrific. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I feel that John Goodman kind of got shafted in that movie. Like, I don't think his character is given the due that it deserves especially Mm -hmm. given the legacy that seems to be behind that character like there there seemed to be something more needs to be paid off from this there feels like a lot more that's not there but because there are so many characters yeah and and, you know and that's my problem with so many movies these days is there are too damn many characters in every movie i mean i know we need cannon fodder but yeah you know i mean like we don't need this many people yeah but like his whole team the the dude from straight out of compton is is yeah. barely a character, and then yeah, he straight has a Compton reunion. Too. Yeah, and then Easy E and Doctor Dre. That's true. And then he has Asian friend in this movie, mm-hmm. and I'm and like every time she came on screen, I was like, oh right, that's a person in this movie. But I was like, who is that? Like, who is she? <laughs> what does she do? And I realized that a lot of casting these days is because there are 19 production companies, and half of them are mm-hmm. overseas, and you want representation and all that. And I get that, but it's like. You got to like give that person a name. <laughs> I need to know what that character's name is. Yeah. What is that? What is the function of this character? They're given a lot of dialogue, but it's just kind of like incidental nothingness to fill time. Mm-hmm. So, but it, it it just goes to the whole like too many characters thing. It felt like when there were monster attacks in that movie, there were people like dozens of people dying every time there was a, a monster something happening. It's like. Where the fuck are all these people coming from? There are a lot of helicopters in the beginning. <laughs> I know, but it just... Which is amazing. Everyone, like, how many people survive helicopter crashes, yeah. but, you know. Yeah. But I will admit, like, the whole, like, the director taking on Cinema Sins on Twitter mm-hmm. made me want to watch this movie more. I'm mad props noticed, to that dude yeah. for that. Well, yeah and, yeah. and the stuff he pointed out was very basic filmmaking stuff, like... They didn't understand what a match cut is. Yeah. Like, why'd you do this? And it's yeah. like, it's a fucking match cut, you idiot. If you Cinema don't do it that way, it fucks it up. <laughs> Did I you don't... see season seven of Game of Thrones? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I fucking love that shit. Yeah. CinemaSense doesn't know what the fuck they're talking about. Yeah. Okay. I'm just, I'm plain saying it. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. They're even worse. Dude, it's satire of people who don't know no, what they're it's... talking about. No, it's... <laughs> no. It's people who don't know what the fuck they're talking about I, when it comes to satire. I know. Trying to do satire <laughs> of people that don't know what the fuck they're talking about. Like, mm-hmm. it's several layers of, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. <laughs> like, Google's satire through Google Translate. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. But but it is. It kind of, I 
agree with him that it's kind of it hurts film criticism because you can't you like it's reductive just because you don't like something doesn't make it wrong mm-hmm. doesn't make it bad it just means you don't agree with that choice but if you don't even understand what you're talking about you can't make an argument against something yeah i remember like the first point he made which was basically the joke at the beginning of the movie like well politics will never be as crazy as this mm-hmm. and you know and that got a ding and you're like that's just a joke. I mean, it's it's literally just like the opening dialogue of the movie. It's mm-hmm. not like a knock against it. It's like, hey, modern audience, here's the uh, it's yeah. You can not like the joke, but it's not like it's something the movie has done wrong. Yeah, I, I guess just the issue is there's basic stuff they don't even pick up on. Like if you're taking the time to make a video like that, you have watched the movie probably more than once. You've mm-hmm. actually had to pull the footage to make it. How can you misidentify a character? Yeah. Even after doing that, you know, it's like, what do you like? I, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I hate everything about cinema sins. Yes. Fuck yeah. them. Agreed. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, Kong is all right. Cinema sins. <laughs> anyway, apologists, that, that's get what the fuck. Out. That's what talked me into watching it instead of another movie that I'm going to talk about that Harlow's going to talk about. Yeah. I wanted to talk about this with you, but okay. well, we had to put it off a week. So me too. I I'll let you go ahead. It. Sure. Um, I decided to continue my Harry Potter journey and watch uh, the prequel Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. Um, I say prequel; it's barely connected. It's just part part of the Potter. It's just magic. Potter, it's part of the Potterverse or whatever Ooh, you want to call Potter. it. Um, <laughs> okay, so strange to me that you have the same director. I know you have a completely new cast. This movie just I and I know it's I know it's a period piece. It's back in the nineteen twenties. This movie feels so disconnected from Harry Potter universe. It's it's bizarre, like how how it can feel so disconnected. Mm-hmm. Um, that that aside, I I was mostly with this movie for for a lot of it. I'm realizing I don't know that I've actually actually ever seen a movie with Eddie Ray, Raymond Raymond. How do you, how do you, Rum, Eddie Ray, Redmayne? Redmayne. 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 Thank you. Uh-huh. Um, I don't. I don't know that I've actually seen a movie with him in it. I'd have to go looking through his old filmography. Um, he's one of those names that's been in like a hundred movies, and you're like, I don't know who he is. Yeah, I, I'm thinking he's probably been somewhere down a cast list of something I've seen, but mm-hmm. uh, like so. I get what they were doing. Like it, it's other than the very first Harry Potter movie where Harry is kind of like, I don't know. I was just a regular kid who lived under the stairs and this is all new and strange to me. Like mm-hmm. my movie too, he's just like, I fucking got this. I'm master wizard. I'm the chosen one. <laughs> this shit ain't strange to me anymore. <laughs> you know, like, um, like Eddie Redman, Redmayne is like, um, this, I'll just say Newt. His name is Newt. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, Newt Scamander. Perhaps. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Newt. Um, he's just, He's like a dude that like he's grown up. He's a full full blown wizard. I I think he it was kind of hinted that he was kicked out of Hogwarts for reasons. I'm sure that will come up later. Mm -hmm. Um, But like he's just kind of like he's like on the spectrum wizard. Like he's just he's a little bit off. He doesn't he doesn't quite know how to deal with people. That's why he deals with animals. Mm -hmm. Like Mm -hmm. he's just it's a little bit interesting because it's like Harry Potter grown up, but he never got out of his nervous, awkward stage from the first movie. Um the the thing is is like eventually this movie crosses into territory where i was no longer with it um i i don't think it's necessarily spoilery to talk about the ending because you know what they're going to fight throughout the whole thing like mm-hmm. it's shown 
if in one of the very first scenes that there is this dark amorphous mass thing that is just causing chaos in the muggle or nomad as they call it in America world, like the real mm-hmm. actual New York, it's like causing destruction and, and it's threatening the revelation to normal people that wizards when, when weird shit exists. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, so you like, you know, eventually whatever that is, it, they're going to have to fight it. And so it, it becomes one of those movies that I just, I'm realizing this is the thing that I hate about CG is like, I don't mind a big giant CG army. You can put a million orcs versus a million CG people. I don't care. You can have wizards fighting wizard duels and shooting their wand juice at each other. I don't care. <laughs> wand juice. Um, but like when Come when on, when man. people are just spells, <laughs> they're called spells. Sure. Um, Spell. Well, then why does it all cascade like liquid? You know, I'm just saying. It's fucking magic. Skeet, skeet, Harry. Um, but like, I don't want a Harry skeet. skeet. <laughs> but like this movie basically ends with like characters fighting or running from giant CG amorphous blob like Man of Steel like the end of Ang Lee's Hulk like all, all these things that are like my actual cinema sins of like it's just CG garbage flying around on the screen like if Twister wasn't actually a Twister it was just wind going in all directions you know that's I, I fucking hate that that's stupid and it's it's hard to follow it's uninteresting like just because you can do it doesn't mean you should hmm. and that's where this movie goes. And unfortunately it becomes worse because of that. Um, I'm not saying I, I like hated it. I, I, it's just, it's, it, it disappointed me by the end. And there is like a last minute cameo sort of thing. That's like, Oh, fuck you. Just like you were, you were, you were on the border before and now you've gone into fuck you territory a little bit. I'm sorry. Just, <laughs> mm-hmm. you should know better. Is all, you know, <laughs> You were on yeah, the board. Uh, yeah, Do better I, movie. Yeah. yeah, I mean, there's there's good things to be had. I mean, like, you know, there there's interesting creatures and like fantastic I, beasts. Yeah, I mean, there's and and side characters are interesting. Like, um, you know, we were just talking about Covenant. Uh, Catherine Watterson is in this movie too, and mm-hmm. she's interesting. I, I like her character. I, I I like her, and she lives with her sister, who's also interesting character. Um, she's a little bit of a cheat for plot uh advancement, but it's okay because you know magic and shit. Sure, but yeah, I mean overall, it's it's pretty good. It just goes into like uh, you you fucked up the ending hmm. kind of territory. And oh no, I, I don't know why. I've heard a lot of like Dan Fogle hate lately. He, he's he's good in this movie. I, I don't know why that where that came from. I, I don't know if it's because of this movie. Like people just didn't really didn't like this movie, or if it comes before that. I I don't know what this the guy ever did to make people dislike him. It was the ping pong movie. That's it. Yeah. That's that's literally it. Well, I think it was because that guy, like that movie, came out and he was presented like this guy's funny, and you're like, who is he? And they're like, don't worry about that. He's funny. Mm-hmm. He's in this movie and he's gross and he's funny. And you're like, okay, but who is he? <laughs> I, I think a lot of people were like, who the fuck is this guy? Fuck this guy. <laughs> so, but yeah, he's all right. Yeah, I don't. I, I just <laughs> I didn't even get that from Balls of Fury. I mean, whatever. It's just like I I have no problem with like propping up new up and coming guy like some some of those efforts i really like yeah and you know people forget that like there were some people that watched in living color but when ace ventura came out it was like here's this new funny guy hope you like him to most people yeah mm-hmm. and, and suddenly we have jim carrey everywhere you know good or good or bad you know i'm just saying like somebody has to have a start you know that's true i mean most people aren't uh, like 
the mass number of people that watched Billy Madison for the first time weren't up at 11.30 to know who he was from Saturday Night Live. That's you true. know, I mean, it's just movies introduce people to a much wider audience and you have to start somewhere. Yeah. I think also the Balls of Fury trailer was like a year long thing. Like the movie never came out. They just kept slapping the trailer on things and you're like, the fuck is this movie? <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. are they hoping some other movie comes out that he's in that he that that's bigger and then this movie catches on so yeah it, it you know hmm. I don't know he's, I don't think I've ever seen a movie with him in it so he's also hairy and unkempt in his early roles and you just look at him and you just go ew sure. <laughs> yeah, whatever <laughs> take I a mean, bath dude so is Jack Black people like him I whatever I don't care it's it's fine. I mean, I, like I said, I just, it's it's just weird. He's like one of those guys. It, he's he's the Tom Cruise mummy of actors. Where it's like, it was like, fuck that guy. I'm like, what's wrong with that guy? <laughs> Wait, what's this guy's name again? Dan Fogel, Fogler, 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 oh, Fogler. Okay, yeah. You so is he see just him. poor man's Jack Black. That's why everyone looks at him that way. I yeah, sure. You're the knockoff. We want the real thing. <laughs> yeah, give us the real Jack Black yeah. in a movie we won't go see either. <laughs> oh, pretty oh, much. That guy. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I mean he's he's, he's shown right. up in things. He's, he's fine. fine. Yeah. yeah, I like the the one with the guy from Seventy Show. The it was like the disco y one. Fuck. Ah, uh, whatever. Take me home tonight. Yeah, that's it. Okay. Thank you. Mm. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Uh, whatever. Yeah. I just like I said, he was like one of those like, why, why him, <laughs> guys? Like, why do we leave Josh Gad or no, not Josh Gad? See, I just <laughs> read in the chat. He, he is very similar. Leave Dan Fogler. Well, people alone. hate Josh Gad too. Yeah. Well, he yeah. was in Frozen. Fuck that guy. Yeah. How dare he be talented <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and sing? <Yeah. laughs> I'll throw the Book of Mormon at him. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I. Both my movies mostly mostly fine. <laughs> just fine it's strange yeah. you would think the mummy would have had a bigger stupid cg ending than fantastic beast but nope not really yeah they did it in the 99 mummy so i wonder if that leaked trailer hurt the mummy the one where they forgot to put the <clears throat> the the sound mix on it that was like in one theater though wasn't it <laughs> no it, that well it was at like a trade west show or something uh, like that and then it immediately got on youtube and everyone uh, just, just saw oh, just saw tom cruise yelling uh, every time he's <laughs> bouncing around this airplane <laughs> just so making was, it, was it just like the back channels or something Wasn't it, that what it, it was? was just like the incidental dialogue yeah it, but there was no like actual sound mix or anything so you were just mm. hearing like fo- no no foley sounds or anything mm-hmm. just actual on-set audio it wasn't like some of the music like attempt tracks or something yeah. it was it was a very well again like i think he might be right i think it might have just been like just the back channel track so you were getting like yeah the the, the back channel part of the music yeah saw that trailer it's like, basically the riding or running with the devil like vocal Ooh, track yeah. Of the... <laughs> yeah it might have been who knows yeah it was a good trailer yeah <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that, that scene was far less dramatic than it played in the theater, oh. in the trailers. I mean, maybe because I saw that yeah. clip, but it just seemed like they really downplayed it. Like, yeah, whatever the fucking plane crashes. You know that. Yeah, you know. <laughs> Soderbergh says you can't film a plane crash. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was plane landing and taking off. Well, a crash is a landing. Just, you know. <laughs> Badly. A little bit, <laughs> just yeah, a little bit more yeah. deftly. <sighs> so, what are we Got doing? Got anything else? Yeah, what are we doing? That's it. Yeah. We're done? Yeah. We're out? 
Well, we need credit, not credits, end credits. We need end credits. <laughs> Roll yeah. them credits. We also, we also <laughs> need right. contact let, information. Let me Stargrove this for you. <laughs> We're the BFCast. We talk about movies. Uh. <laughs> we don't Our know name what is BMF, with movies. and we're here to say. No, uh-huh. yes, Chuck go says on. Hooters instead of boobies. <laughs> that doesn't rhyme. Yeah. It, uh, yeah. It's close enough. It's, con- it's a Jay-Z type. Right? <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, there's not enough rhyme. us. Uh, uh, you got to uh. waggle your Hooters. Uh. <laughs> Listen to us on your computers. Uh. All right. Download our files and listen to our styles. Uh. Uh. Get up now. (laughs) With that said. If you want to get up on us online. Yes, please get up on us. (laughs) Online. Online. Go to bmfcast.com. That is our website. On the right-hand side, you'll see a bunch of buttons. It'll take you to all our social stuff. Um, if you want to email us directly, the email address is bmf at bmfcast.com. Or if you want to, leave us a voicemail on the Garfield phone, the BMFcast hotline. Give us a ring, 910-5-JOX-BMF or 910-556-9263. And uh, if you want to give us money for all the hard work that we do, uh, you can go to patreon.com slash bmfcast, and you can reward us monthly with uh, all the change from your... Uh, from your the bottom of your pocketbook or perhaps the inside of your couch. Um, you can scrounge that up and give us a dollar a month and get some access to some hot content. Um, pocketbook? Ha- I'm sorry, pocketbook? Yes. <laughs> oh, okay. That's the bag we were talking about at the beginning of the show, the gross... Oh. The worst you can think of, yeah. pocketbook. No. One saying, has pocket everyone books. carried a pocketbook since like the 1940s? My mom called it a pocketbook. Okay. That's, uh, I had an IBM pocketbook at one point. <laughs> purse, whatever. Oh, sure. It was, I, I couldn't think of the word purse, and okay. so I reverted to the one that I was, okay. the word that I was used to. Pocketbook. Go get mama's pocketbook. Yes. <laughs> yes. Go get my wallet out of my pocketbook and you can have a dollar. Yeah. Um, to send to the Bamcast. To send to the Bamcast, exactly. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's our Patreon. We uh, we reward your rewarding us by rewarding you with uh, with more content. Rewards. Yes. <laughs> um, it's a reward a palooza. It's sort of a back and forthy thing too. But uh, one other thing that we do is this thing uh, called Discord, and Discord is like a um, it's sort of like Slack or IRC. It's a little internet chat thing, and um, but not nearly as like gross as IRC. It's the dark web. <laughs> no, it's not. No, it does have a dark theme, but it's not a dark web. Uh, but there's a button on the right-hand side of bmfcast.com, which will take you to our Discord. And you can sign up and chat with us. We have a bunch of little uh, little chat channels that we that we talk about different things on. So, uh, you know, if you're bored at work or bored at home or whatever, come chat with us. There's a whole bunch of us there, um, all four of us, plus a bunch of folks from the BMFcast community. Yeah, and three uh, of us. Well, Chuck's busy right now. Chuck's busy doing the Lord's work. So I have a lot um, going on. So yeah, I'll make cameo appearances from time to time. From time to time to say nothing related to anything and then leave, yep. which is fine. But anyway, uh, join us for some for some fun chit chat throughout the throughout the day and night, and uh, we'd love to have you there. We're building a nice little community. Um, it's popping off, and I like it, and I'd like to have you there. <laughs> and that's it. That's all I got. Cool. All right. Well, let's get out of here, shall we? That's. I'm Harlow. I'm Mackie. I'm BJ. I'm Chuck. And this is Bamcast Out. <laughs>